it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It was a late night for the Royal Rumble. I didn't know if I was watching an AEW pay-per-view or a WWE pay-per-view. I wasn't sure there. Uh, But it is uh, 1230 in the morning as I sit here. Royal Rumble is my favorite event of the entire year. I'm sure it's probably your favorite pay-per-view as well. I look forward to it every year. Some years, WWE lets me down. You know, some years, they just give us a rumble that just makes you shake your head and go, is this the best they could come up with? Uh, I think back to last year's Men's Royal Rumble, which was the most boring Royal Rumble match that I have ever seen. So I, I had high hopes for Triple H's first booked Royal Rumble this year. And what we ended up with here when this night was over had nothing to do with the Royal Rumble matches. We had two Royal Rumble matches on this show. And what people are going to be talking about is not going to have anything to do with Cody Rhodes. And it's not going to have anything to do with Rhea Ripley. It's going to have everything to do with the angle that we saw at the end of the night. It doesn't even have anything to do with the actual main event match. Which was Roman Reigns against Kevin Owens. That is what they closed the show with. You knew they were setting up for some kind of big angle. If the Royal Rumble match was not going on last, something was going to happen. There were reports The Rock's mother was in the crowd tonight at the Royal Rumble at the Alamo Dome. Early on in the main event, we have Michael Cole dropping a rock bottom reference, which he never does. And so it got me wondering if they were saving a big appearance for the end of the show. We didn't get that big appearance. When this show was over tonight, it wasn't about The Rock. It wasn't about bringing somebody back from the past. It was about focusing on the men that are involved in not only the greatest storyline going today in WWE, but I said this before, I'll say it again. This is the greatest storytelling in at least two decades that we have seen in WWE. This Bloodline storyline has been the best thing on television now for at least the last seven or eight months. Adding Sami Zayn to the storyline has only made it that much better, that much more intriguing. That much more entertaining. We all had a sense of where it was going to go, right? We all were kind of dreading where this was going to go. We just didn't know when. And tonight it happened. Although it didn't happen quite the way that I expected to. But we did finally tonight. We did get the whacking of one Sami Zayn. But it was Sami's choice. Sami Zayn made his choice after that main event tonight. He saw his best friend, Kevin Owens, being savagely beaten. He saw his best friend, Kevin Owens, handcuffed to the rope, helpless, defenseless. He took 12 super kicks from the Usos. Roman Reigns was threatening him with a steel chair. And when Roman Reigns handed the chair over to Sami Zayn, he couldn't do it. And when Roman Reigns said, I'll do it, Sami Zayn wouldn't let him. Sami Zayn said, you don't need to do this. You've made your point. You're better than this. And it was at that point that Sami Zayn sealed his fate. Maybe he knew that because it was Sami Zayn who took a chair to the back of Roman Reigns. 
And I will tell you, we have heard some pops, you know, when Bray Wyatt came back a few months ago, right? You, you could you could find these moments where you get the big pop, the big reaction. I have never heard a pop like that at a WWE show in a very long time. When Sami Zayn took that chair and he smashed it across the back of Roman Reigns. And he looked over at the Usos and he was apologizing and, and Jay Uso was practically in tears telling him, you were my brother, what are you doing? Jimmy Uso was attacking him, Solo Sokoa attacked Sammy. Jay Uso, he can't bring himself to attack Sammy, so Jay Uso walks out. Jay Uso actually leaves the ringside area and walks out in tears. He walks out on his own family. He can't bear to watch. And we are left at the end of this pay-per-view tonight with an unbelievable image of Sami Zayn having taken multiple chair shots from Roman Reigns, left for dead in the middle of the ring, while his best friend Kevin Owens is forced to watch. He's half dead, handcuffed to the ropes. What a fucking shot. What a fucking story. What a way to go off the air. For a show that I thought was very mid. This was a very, you know, if I have to think of a word for this Royal Rumble, before I saw that show closing angle, the word mid comes to mind. We got a couple of Royal Rumble matches with finishes. I actually like the finishes. But the majority of these Royal Rumble matches were just boring. We got a pitch black match. I looked like, it looked like they were at a fucking rave party. We got a Raw Women's Championship match that did not have to take place on this show. You could have put that on any episode of Monday Night Raw. We got a performance by Hardy. Not the Hardy that everybody wanted to see. 11.30 at night, they send Hardy out there to sing a song. Even the main event. We've seen better from Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens in the ring. But it was the storytelling at the end of that show that was the most incredible ending to a Royal Rumble that I have ever seen. In all the years of Royal Rumble pay-per-views, and really WWE pay-per-views, this will go down as one of the most compelling finishes. I'm trying to think off the top of my head of, of a more compelling storyline finish to a WWE pay-per-view. It has been a very long time. Maybe the greatest that I have ever seen. That right there, you had the emotion because you're invested in this storyline. It's been going on long-term over a period of months. These are characters that you care about. Sami Zayn, right? The most popular guy in the company. It all built to this moment. And now the road to WrestleMania is going to be very interesting because we have a pay-per-view coming up next month in Sammy's hometown of Montreal. Elimination Chamber. And boy, that would be a hell of a place for Sami Zayn to step into the ring and challenge Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Championship. What does this mean for WrestleMania? We have a Royal Rumble winner. His name is Cody Rhodes. And he was the right, he was the right choice. Triple H got one thing right. He got his Royal Rumble winners right. Cody Rhodes, the correct choice to win the Men's Royal Rumble? Rhea Ripley is your Women's Royal Rumble winner. Triple H got it right. As far as the rest of this show and some of the stuff that we saw, I wouldn't say he got all of it right. But if I had to rank this show on a scale of 1 to 10 this year's Royal Rumble, I'd probably be willing to go 6, 7. That ending alone was, it was, a, was an 11. That's really what it was about. That's why the Men's Royal Rumble went on first, because they had something big planned and they didn't even need The Rock. They used their own people. 
This story has been a joy to follow. I will be sad once it is over and done with, but now we're getting into the really fun part. Where do we go from here? Pat seems clear. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, WrestleMania, but where does Jey Uso fit into all this? I loved it. I love that little wrinkle at the end where Jay walks off. We don't know where his allegiance is going to lie. Is he going to just go crawling back to his family members? Is he is he through with the bloodline? We don't know, right? Jimmy and Jay are the tag team champions. How How is this going to affect things? This is what keeps you coming back to watch the television shows. That's why I thought what they did tonight at the end of this show was so brilliant. Storytelling 101. It was an emotional angle. That's a credit to Sammy. It's a credit to Roman. Jey Uso. I thought they all did a fantastic job with what we saw at the end of this show. This is your WWE Royal Rumble 2023 review. Although now it is officially January 29th, not 28th, 2023. I am the Solemn Monster. Thank you so much for joining me here tonight. If you are new to the channel, do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, 51,338 was the attendance they claimed for tonight at the Alamo Dome. And maybe it was. Michael Cole. They said uh, in attendance. They did not say paid attendance. So uh, they had a lot of people in that building. Uh, close to, if not 50,000 people. The show opened with Pat McAfee. I was waiting on this. I thought Pat was going to be in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, he was at the Royal Rumble. He was not in the Rumble match. He made his surprise entrance, his surprise return to the announce booth, which seemed to be a legitimate, genuine surprise to Michael Cole. Michael Cole was jumping up and down like Pat McAfee was his son who had been studying abroad, and he hasn't seen his son in, in, in three years. His son didn't tell him that he was going to surprise him, and he saw him, and he was jumping for joy. I actually think it's kind of endearing how happy Michael Cole is to be around Pat McAfee. It's like, in Pat McAfee, he has found his best friend. (laughs) So he was legitimately shocked by this. He said, I was just FaceTiming with Pat earlier today. He claimed he was in a studio in Indianapolis. And so uh, he was very happy. Corey Graves was not. Corey Graves was uh, disgusted by this development. So we had a three-man announce booth tonight. Cole, McAfee and Corey Graves. By the way, uh, Pat McAfee and Corey Graves are going to have a match at some point this year. Before this year is over, Pat McAfee and Corey Graves will have a singles match. If they were still doing the Raw versus SmackDown gimmick at Survivor Series, I'd say it would happen there. But uh, Triple H got rid of that. By the way, I don't know what that means for the future of Wade Barrett. I think Wade Barrett's been doing a hell of a job. On SmackDown with Michael Cole, I would hate to see him leave, uh, especially since Booker T now is permanent on NXT. I don't know where that leaves Wade. My guess would be uh, if Pat is back full-time, we might get a three-man booth on Friday nights. You know, we might get Cole, McAfee, and uh, Wade Barrett. But I don't know. It's just a guess. So for what may be the first time in history, and uh, correct me in the chat if I am wrong, but for what I believe may be the first time in history, we opened the Royal Rumble pay-per-view with the 30-man Royal Rumble match. And as soon as they announced that, I said, okay, angle alert. I don't know if Sammy's getting whacked. I don't know if The Rock's going to show up as a surprise, but obviously if they're going to headline with Roman and KO, they have something planned. 
So we had the 30-man Royal Rumble match. Generally, I'm not a fan of doing it this way. You know, the Royal Rumble, you have you should have the Royal Rumble match go on last. I'm a big believer in that. Seeing the angle they did tonight, that's the sort of exception that you would make. I totally understand now why they did it this way. Uh, but very rare you get an angle like the bloodline angle. Hey, Zachariah, thank you for the 1999, brother. I appreciate that very much. You are making this late night uh, for me very enjoyable here. Number one in the men's Royal Rumble match was the Intercontinental Champion, Gunther. Number two was Sheamus, celebrating his 45th birthday today. That is how you start a Royal Rumble match. You begin a Royal Rumble match with Sheamus and Gunther. One-on-one to start things out. A preview of what we should be getting at WrestleMania. So they were chopping the shit out of each other. Tried to eliminate one another unsuccessfully. Until number three came out. Hey, Lauren Hernandez just dropped her very first super chat here on the stream. Lauren, thank you. Welcome to the party. So they were chopping the hell out of each other, beating the hell out of each other. Number three comes out. And that was The Miz. They did a a kind of a humorous spot where Miz was trapped in the corner. Sheamus was in front of him, uh, but he ducked. And so Miz took a chop from Walter, Gunther. uh, And then they did a similar spot, only this time uh, Gunther ducked and Sheamus hit Miz. So Miz, Miz is always in there for the comedy relief. Kofi Kingston was out next at number four. Kofi Kingston made some news tonight. Uh... We'll get to him in a second. Seamus, Kofi, and Miz. I, I'm looking at Seamus, Kofi, and Miz in the ring together at the same time. I'm thinking to myself, you know, Seamus has been in this company now 15 years, right? Or going on 15 years. Kofi's been there probably longer than that. So is Miz. So between Seamus, Kofi, and Miz in the ring at the same time, between all three of them, they've been in WWE for close to, if not 50 years. You have 50 years of service to this company with those three men alone, which is just baffling to me. I remember when The Miz first came into the company and he was treated like a fucking joke. Well, I guess he is still treated like a fucking joke. But he's been very successful at it. Number five was Johnny Gargano, who I think would have gotten a slightly better reaction if he didn't come out to that crappy new entrance music that he has. Uh, He was touch and go. He had a legitimate shoulder injury. He was not sure if he would be back in time for the Rumble, but I know he was adamant about trying to get back in time. So not only was he in the Rumble, he spent some time in there. He was in there for for the better part of half an hour. Uh, He caught Miz with the one final beat DDT, got Miz in position on the apron for the 10 beats that Sheamus usually does. Sheamus saw this and said, I don't think so. Let me take over. And uh, he gave Miz about 20 beats. We got a kick from Gargano, still did not take Miz to the ground, but a bro kick from Sheamus, that did the trick, and uh, adios Miz. Number six was Xavier Woods. Kofi and Woods, in the ring together at the same time. They teased going after each other. Woods got Kofi in a wheelbarrow position. I don't know what, what they were trying to do here, but he got Kofi in a wheelbarrow position, And he started to bang his ass like a drum. 
Woods was banging Kofi's ass like a drum. I just thought to myself, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. This is the type of content that I get on a streaming service that has the word cock in it. So how surprised can I really be? Number seven was Karrion Cross, And Walter immediately mowed him down. Cross though, got right back up, took him down with a Saito suplex. Number eight was Chad Gable. Number nine was Drew McIntyre. He was tossing guys around left and right. And a Claymore kick sent Karrion Cross out to the floor. So they did not even save... I'm thinking to myself, boy, they're not even saving him for an interaction with Rey Mysterio after the match they had on SmackDown last night. When we get to the part with Rey a little bit later, it'll become clear. I'm wondering if they had something planned uh, with Cross and with Rey and Dominic. Uh, but because Rey is hurt, and I'll talk about him, uh, maybe it changed their plans. Because if this was the plan booking for Karrion Cross here in this Royal Rumble, that ain't good. Uh, that is not good because he was gone uh, almost as quickly as he entered this match. He lasted no more than a few minutes. Drew came face-to-face with Gunther. He dropped him with a Future Shock DDT. Number 10 was Santos Escobar of Legado del Fantasma. This was his Royal Rumble debut. McIntyre and Sheamus, they started working together. Angelo Dawkins of the Street Profits was out next. And number 11, Gunther booted Xavier Woods off the apron, and so Xavier was gone. Then he knocked Kofi Kingston off the apron, and Kofi landed. Now, they had one of those, the, you know, the announcer chairs, the big, thick, you know, uh, black cushion announced chairs. One of them was sitting there. Kofi gets knocked off the apron, and he collides with the chair. He lands basically onto the chair. Not not in a seated position. But he kind of slams into the chair. The chair falls over. It looked to me like Kofi's feet hit the ground. He quickly kind of wrapped himself around the chair. He had one leg up in the air. The announcers were very confused about whether or not he was in. Was he out? Did his feet touch? Did they not touch? Uh, so they said maybe he's not eliminated. But to me, it looked like his feet, you know, when he initially, uh, you know, got thrown out, may have hit the ground first. It was a botched elimination. Now, I don't know if Kofi got hurt on the spot, if, if he hit his head. I don't know exactly what happened. It's possible he got hurt. It's possible he got concussed. I don't know uh, what the status of Kofi Kingston is right now, other than it was a botched spot. This is two years in a row now. He does this every year. It's become his annual thing. At first, it was kind of, it was kind of amusing. It was kind of clever. What's he going to come up with this year? He's been doing this now for how many years? So last year, it got botched. And I thought then, I said, you know what? Enough of this. You know, again, it was amusing. And now it's like it's been done to death at this point. It's so forced. You know, he had a good run. It's time to leave it behind. Second year in a row, Spock gets botched. So he was eliminated. We did not see Kofi Kingston again for the rest of the night. But I I think these uh, fake-out eliminations need to come to an end. And then it was time for the Beast. It was time for Brock Lesnar. He was out at number 12. The Beast. Brock Lesnar. So out comes Brock. He just starts throwing everybody around. Uh, he's in full-on uh, Beast mode here. Follow, I can't even call it a fall-away slam. Fall-away throw to Santos Escobar. He dumps him out of the ring. Angelo Dawkins is gone. Chad Gable is gone. 
Uh, basically, he got rid of some of the dead weight in this match. So he hit Sheamus with an overhead suplex. Sheamus landed right on his fucking head. 45-year-old guy with spinal stenosis uh, lands right on top of his head. Then we got the stare down. I was wondering if we were going to get this spot. Because this was a rumored match for WrestleMania, and it looks like it's not going to happen. But they did give us one very brief spot uh, here in this Rumble match. We got Brock Lesnar face-to-face with Gunther. And the crowd came alive for it. The crowd wanted to see this. They reacted big to this stare down. And I will tell you, in watching this, I was, I was really I was watching uh, Walter. He looked nervous. Now, he's talked about how Brock is his dream match. He would love to get in the ring with Brock. He respects him. He thinks it would be a challenge. Uh, it's, I think it's one of those things, be careful what you wish for. Because uh, I don't think that would end well for him, uh, booking-wise. But he looked like he was probably, you know, fanboying on the inside. He was kind of, he was talking to Brock, and they were, I don't know, it was just weird. Like, I'm watching him, and it, it's almost like he was actually nervous. He looked nervous. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we didn't get to see much from them before Bobby Lashley made his way out next. Bobby Lashley came down to the ring, although when they did cut back to the ring as Bobby was making his entrance, uh, we did get a brief glimpse of uh, Brock suplexing Gunther over. And that was about it. That was really the only physical interaction the two of them had. So Lashley gets in the ring, he starts raging, and he spears Brock Lesnar. Then he clotheslined him out of the ring, and Brock Lesnar is gone. Brock Lesnar did not last a full three minutes in this year's Royal Rumble match. When was the last time we saw that? I know Brock hasn't been in that many Rumbles to begin with, uh, but that was easily his... uh, Well, actually, I'm trying to think, how long was he in the match last year? Remember, because he wrestled on the show, he lost, he came in, won the Rumble. He probably wasn't in last year's match very long either. Uh, But he got dumped very quickly. Lesnar went into full rage mode. He grabbed the ring steps, picked them up over his head, and like Hulk smash, slammed them down on the announce desk. (laughs) Michael Cole shrieked, and he ran for his life. Number 14 was Baron Corbin. Old Baron Corbin. So Corbin comes down to the ring. And right before Corbin is about to get into the ring, unfortunately for him, Brock was right there. And so Brock knocked him down to the ground. He gave him an F5 on the floor. Adam Pearce and some WWE officials, they poured out to try to calm down Brock. 
he grabbed one of the referees, ended up throwing them over the barricade, and uh, Brock left through the crowd. We never saw Brock Lesnar again for the rest of the night. Number 15 was Seth Rollins, and uh, he eliminated Baron Corbin once he got Corbin into the ring. <laughs> Cole had flashbacks. That's right. Well, hey, Michael Cole lost a shoe, if you remember. Many years ago, that was the, that was the, uh, I was at that show. Was I at that show? No, I wasn't at, no, I was actually, I was at that show. Uh, many years ago, Michael Cole lost a shoe on uh, Monday Night Raw, taking an F5 in the ring. Number 16 was Otis. Number 17 was supposed to be Rey Mysterio. Okay, I mentioned Rey before. He never came out. No Rey Mysterio. There was a report earlier today from Mike Johnson at PW Insider, that Ray may have been dinged up in his match with Karrion Cross on SmackDown last night. Uh, they did not say anything about what the if it was an injury, if it was just that he was banged up, how serious it might be. Uh, it was serious enough that he missed an appearance. He missed a signing appearance earlier today. Uh, I think they actually sent Dominic and Damian Priest in his place. And as a make good to the people who were expecting Ray, they gave out free T-shirts. So he was not at the appearance, and obviously he was not in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, so that is the update on Rey Mysterio. Hopefully it is nothing serious. Uh, he's, been, he's been able to stay healthy for a while. You know, there was a period of time there for a while, many years ago, where Rey was, especially, you know, his knees. Uh, he was getting hurt left and right. You know, for the most part, Rey's been pretty healthy now for a while. Uh, so hopefully whatever it is, it isn't uh, anything serious. Seth Rollins... Eliminated Bobby Lashley. So that took care of, of Lashley. Number 18 was Dominic Mysterio, who walked out wearing his father's mask. And Michael Cole freaked out because he said, oh, you know, Ray said that he would only give his mask to his son when he earned it. And this little punk, you know, this little bastard hasn't earned it yet. <clears throat> so Michael Cole was uh, beside himself. Dominic took the mask off. He ripped the mask as he made his way down to the ring. Uh, and he was in no great rush to get down to ringside. So he got great heat. Just just his mere presence out there. Walking to the ring, Dominic got a good amount of heat from this crowd. And Dominic Mysterio. Dominic and Rhea both. Uh, but, you know, ex-condom has become one of my favorite parts of Monday Night Raw every single week. And if you would have told me I would be sitting here saying that six months ago, I would have said you're out of your fucking mind. But here we are. It's amazing what a heel turn and some confidence can do for a person. So uh, he actually, I thought he had a great showing here in this match. McIntyre and Sheamus eliminated Otis. Uh, we missed it live when they were showing Dominic coming down to the ring, but they showed us a replay. Number 19 was Elias. And I know you're all very excited. This was the reaction when Elias came down to the ring. Crowd goes mild. So he gets into the ring. He broke his guitar over Gunther's back, which is uh, legal in a Royal Rumble match. Uh, but then he ate a double Claymore and Brogue Kick combo, and he got eliminated. The time for Elias, 39 seconds. Nice knowing you, Elias. So Dominic got some backup at number 20. Because out to the ring, number 20 in the Royal Rumble was Finn Balor. And they worked together to eliminate Johnny Wrestling. 
Uh, Gargano had a much better night than Karrion Cross did. Again, Johnny, Johnny was in the 30-minute range, maybe more. And then we had a standoff with Balor and Dom and Drew and Sheamus. They all attacked each other. Number 21 was Booker T in his home state of Texas. And Booker T comes out, and cosmetically, Booker looks in great shape. Now, I don't know if it was just me. It looked like he was limping uh, as he was, you know, a little bit. He was limping as he was coming down to the ring. I know he's had knee issues before. And, uh, you know, look, he's not active on a full-time basis. I know he's done some matches in his reality of wrestling promotion here and there. So, uh, again, I don't know if I was the uh, the only one to notice that, but uh, otherwise, I thought Booker looked good. Michael Cole was very upset because Booker eliminated him years ago in his one and only Royal Rumble appearance. So he hit the bookend to Finn Balor. After that, we got the spinner Rooney. He can still pull off that spinner Rooney. I'll tell you that much. And then he was promptly eliminated by Gunther. So Booker T did exactly what he had to do. He got in the ring, he hit his move, he did the spinner Rooney, he got the pop, and he went home. That's it. He didn't need to do anything. He had nothing to prove. He did not need to do anything more than that. Number 22 was the final third of the male members of the Judgment Day, Damian Priest. So he had all three of them working over Gunther in the corner, who had this uh, nasty gash, suffered like a slice uh, bloody gash on, on his lower back. Number 23 was Montez Ford. Uh, he did not last very long at all. Uh, he got choke slammed to the floor, landed right on his feet, and just stood there in amazement that he got eliminated. So that was the end of Montez Ford. And then with all three members of Judgment Day in the ring, and dominant, we had number 24, Edge. His first appearance, last time we saw him, his first appearance since Extreme Rules, which was back at the beginning of October, when they took out Edge and Beth Phoenix with a concerto. He had a spear to Damian Priest, spear to Finn Balor. Dom drop kicked him into a 619 position, but when Dom hit the ropes and came off, he came off into a spear. He sent Priest to the floor. He sent Balor to the floor. So they went bye-bye. Dominic was still in, though. And Edge slowly turns around. What is what is uh what is this heinous super chat I see on my screen? Look at this. Well, I mean, like it's one o'clock in the morning. I guess we can show that kind of stuff, right? That's the kind of thing that belongs on Peacock. Along with uh, whatever Xavier and Kofi were doing to each other in the ring earlier, which I will not repeat. So Edge slowly turns around and he locks eyes with Seth Rollins. Obviously, these two are no stranger to one another. They had a great series of matches, uh, culminating in that Hell in a Cell match they had a couple of years ago. Dominic tried to ruin their moment. Edge went to go eliminate him, but he held on. Balor and Priest came back over, and they pulled Edge out to the floor, and just like that, Edge's night is over. Dominic is still in, but Edge is gone. Now, number 25, I took great interest. In the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches, I took great interest in number 25 because we have our annual Royal Rumble pool in the private group, the private Solid Monster Sounds Off group on Facebook. Ten years in a row, our 10th pool, and I drew number 25. So I was pulling for number 25, and out comes 
Austin Theory. He may be the future, but he ain't the present. So I knew my goose was cooked at that point. I was already looking to the women's rumble. So, farther down the aisle, right? He just is about to make his entry. He's about to come down the aisle. It was a long aisle, too, at the Alamo Dome. Edge knocks down Damian Priest. Okay, He knocks down Damian Priest. He sees Finn Balor, and he chases Finn Balor all the way down the aisle. And then he gets Balor and he starts beating him up. Rhea Ripley comes out and attacks Edge from behind. I thought she was going to enter herself into the men's rumble. She attacks Edge from behind. With her back turned, all of a sudden, who comes out? Beth Phoenix, right? Because where Edge goes, so goes Beth. We haven't seen her since October either. So out comes Beth. Rhea turns around. And Rhea eats a spear from Beth Phoenix. Adam Pierce comes out. He's got the referees. They're trying to get Edge and Beth out of there. Number 26 was Omos. Sheamus and Drew were waiting for him when he came in, and Omos mowed them down with a double clothesline. He took down Dom. Bane is back. We should have gotten Bane in the uh, Royal Rumble this year. Could have had Bane in that pitch black match. So, sidewalk slam from Omos to Austin Theory. Gunther chopped him once. He no-sold. He chopped Omos a second time. Again, he no-sold. Omos gave him a choke slam. And, and at this point, you know, Gunther was already in there for, for quite a while. Him and Sheamus both. They started this rumble out. And they were still in there at this point. Number 27 was Braun Strowman, who came in. He clotheslined Omos out of the Rumble. Thank you, Braun. Might be the only time you ever hear me say that. Number 28 was Braun's partner in the SmackDown Tag Team Number 1 Contenders Tournament, Ricochet. Sheamus and McIntyre, they got Strowman over the top, but he hung on, so uh, they gave him dueling beats to the chest. Sheamus and Gunther went back at each other. Again, they were still hanging strong in the match. Gunther got Sheamus on the apron. McIntyre tried to save him. Gunther ended up dumping both McIntyre and Sheamus. 52 minutes for Sheamus in this Royal Rumble on his 45th birthday. I would call that a hell of a run. But how about Gunther? Right? Not only in the Rumble up to this point, as long as he was, but eliminating Sheamus and McIntyre at the same time. Number 29 was the final surprise of the Men's Royal Rumble. Logan Paul, the Crypto King himself. And as soon as he got in the ring, everybody did the thing that you would most want to do. If Logan Paul was in the ring, you would want to gang up on him and beat the fuck out of him. So that's what they all did. They all ganged up on Logan Paul like he was Muhammad Hassan in the 2005 Royal Rumble. I was waiting for them to pick him up the way they did Hassan and dump him out of the ring, but they didn't do that. So they all ganged up on him. Everybody except Gunther who is catching his breath in the corner. If Gunther had joined in on the attack, there would be no more Logan Paul. Logan came back, though. He had a buckshot lariat to Ricochet. Strowman took him down with a running power slam, and then Ricochet hit him with a standing shooting star press. And then it was time for number 30. Final entry in the men's Royal Rumble match. 
and it could be only one man. And that man was Cody Rhodes. We all knew he was in the Rumble. We only had one spot left. It's, it's like uh, Gorilla Monsoon in 1992 when they were getting... I wonder who number 30 is. He goes, it can only be one guy. It's the fucking Warlord. And he was gone 90 seconds later. So it was Cody Rhodes. Back for the first time since Hell in a Cell in June. Gets in the ring. Cody Cutter to Austin Theory. Dominic caught him with a kick to the gut. Went for the three amigos. He got two amigos. And on the third one, Cody reversed out of it into the crossroads. And adios, muchacho. Out goes Dominic Mysterio, who had a hell of a run in this year's Rumble. So he got dumped out. And what a pop, by the way. For as much heat as Dominic got when he came out to the ring and was ripping up his father's mask, once he finally got eliminated because people hate his fucking guts, it got a massive pop. So again, Dominic is doing good things right now. I see, I see good things in this kid's future. He's a heat magnet. So Strowman then caught Cody with a huge powerbomb. They call it the monster bomb. Uh, he powerbombed the shit out of Cody. Gunther hit his last symphony finish to Strowman. Ricochet ended up on the apron on one side of the ring. Logan Paul ended up on the apron on the opposite side of the ring. And this ended up being the spot of the Rumble match. This was the most memorable spot of this year's men's Royal Rumble, which I would not have expected coming into. I would have said, well, Ricochet and Logan Paul uh, are going to have the spot of the, uh, of the match, but here we are. So they're staring at each other, right? Ricochet's on one side, Logan's on the other, and they're kind of daring each other to go. And at the same time, they each hop up onto the top rope to do a springboard jump. And they both springboard and smash right into each other in midair. They collide in midair and fall to the mat. And that got holy shit chance from the crowd. Got a holy shit chant out of me. They showed a couple of replays. It looked fucking great. Give credit where it's due. Logan Paul, no matter what you think of the guy, you can't say that he has not been impressive. In every appearance he has made so far in the ring, and he hasn't made that many, he has been very impressive every single time he goes out there to do something. Uh, and tonight was no different. This was the, this was the uh, spot people will remember when they think of the Royal Rumble. Cody eliminated Strowman. He got the big man over. Theory clothesline Ricochet out of the ring, and we were down to four. The final four in the men's Royal Rumble match. Cody Rhodes, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, and Gunther. Cody caught Theory with a sunset takeover right into a curb stomp from Seth Rollins. And when I say that he curb stomped uh, Theory, he stomped the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, and, Seer, and, and Theory sold it great. And that was the end of him. Cody dumped out Theory. So now we're down to three. Cody, Seth, and Gunther. Rollins hit Gunther with a pedigree, so Cody said, I can do that too. And he hit Gunther with one pedigree of his own. And that gave us an exchange between Seth and Cody until Logan Paul came up from behind Seth Rollins and dumped him out of the ring. I legitimately forgot that Logan Paul was still in the match. I didn't see him get eliminated. I just saw him do that awesome spot with Ricochet. But I, I just blanked. Usually in these spots, they want you to forget the person is still in, and you're like, yeah, okay, the guy's, he's laying out there. Like, I know he's still there. I 
completely forgot that Logan Paul was still in the match. So they got me. One of those rare occasions where they got me. Uh, and when I saw him dump Seth out of the ring, I, I smiled. And I'll tell you why at the end here. Cody caught Logan with a uh, crossroads, and then he dumped out Logan Paul, and we were down to the final two. Cody Rhodes and Gunther to close out this year's Royal Rumble match. Uh, maybe the first time, I think, that we have ever seen the number one entrant and the number 30 entrant as the final two in the Royal Rumble. Again, I can't off the top of my head think of another Rumble that had that. It may have been the first time that we've seen that. Gunther was chopping the the soul out of Cody Rhodes. He was, uh, he was definitely testing that surgically repaired pec. You know, for a guy who came back from a severely torn pec muscle to take those kinds of chops from Walter uh, had me wincing with each one that he threw. And Cody, too. Uh, Gunther went for a boot. He got hung up over the top rope. Cody tried for a disaster kick. Gunther caught him with a chop and then climbed back into the ring. He laid Cody across the top rope. He was choking him with his boot, pushing down and pushing down until Cody slowly fell onto the apron. Cody fought him off. He climbed up to the top, which is a terrible strategy for the Royal Rumble. And Cody came diving off the top rope. Gunther cut him off, or he was uh, going to jump off the top. Gunther cut him off, suplexed him to the mat. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Cody started to fire up. He said, hit me. Of all the people on the roster that I would look dead in the eye and say, hit me, Walter would not be that person. So, of course, he had no problem obliging. He said, sure. And uh, he chopped him. And he hit the Cody cutter, though. Cody came back, hit the Cody cutter. Clothesline Gunther over, but he landed on the apron. He gave Gunther a leg lace in the ropes, like a, like a dragon screw in the ropes. Back inside, Cody got Gunther in position for the old gold dust shatter dreams and gave him the field goal kick in the corner, a little nod to his brother, who was going to be wrestling his retirement match this year. Gunther came back with a shotgun drop kick and a power bomb. Over the top goes Cody, but he hangs on. Gunther got him in a sleeper hold. So if Cody were to drop at this point, it's all over because he's going to fall to the floor. But he was slowly... As he was in the sleeper, he was reaching back and pulling Gunther over the top row very slowly. So I thought, okay, they're, they're kind of going for a variation here of the 2004 uh, Royal Rumble finish with uh, Benoit and Big Show. But then they didn't. I didn't want to see them copy the same finish, which thankfully they didn't do that. Gunther slipped back into the ring. Cody went back up top. 
and he dove off right into a chop. He chopped this fucker down to the mat. I don't know what I'm doing in this super chat, but what the hell? People like it when I when I uh, dance around like an ass. So there you go. Right, I got to give the people what they want. That's why I'm here. So Gunther picked him up. Cody fell backwards to his feet, hit the crossroads, and out goes Gunther. Out over the top rope. Finally, he is eliminated, and Cody Rhodes punches his ticket to the main event, a championship match. They didn't say what championship, but a championship match at WrestleMania. Uh, As Michael Cole was talking about Cody going to WrestleMania to finish the story, he mentioned Dusty, he mentioned his father, he mentioned the story that Cody told the night after WrestleMania when he came back last year. He said Cody is going to WrestleMania to finish the story. Technically, Cody did not outlast 29 other men. He outlasted 28 other men because Rey Mysterio never came out. And there is precedent for this, uh, even going back as far as 1991. Uh, If you remember that rumble, Macho King, he never came out because he had screwed the Ultimate Warrior out of the title earlier that night. Warrior chased him out of the building. Uh, Savage got the hell out of there. So when they got to his number in the Royal Rumble, nobody came out. And nobody ever came out to replace him or anything. So it's not the first time something like that has happened uh, in a Royal Rumble match. But we uh, we technically did not have 30 men uh, in the Rumble this year. And part of me was wondering, are they going to go for the big surprise and out at number 30 or 31, you know, kind of a late entry in the Rumble? Is it going to be The Rock? Is it going to be Austin? I figured the answer was no. Uh, if you're going to have a name that big in the Royal Rumble match, uh, you're not doing it in the opening match on the show. <laughs> so Steve Austin and The Rock are not coming back to be in the Royal Rumble to fucking curtain jerk the show. Uh, so they did not do that. And honestly, it's better off that they didn't. Uh, this was the uh, correct decision. I will say this. I did not like uh, them sending Cody out there at number 30. I thought it was too predictable because we knew who was left. Everybody knew who number 30 was before number 30 even came out. Uh, I think it would have been much better to send him out there at 27, 28. Send Logan Paul out there at number 30, right? Nobody was expecting him to be in the Rumble or recovered in time to be in the Rumble. He had the leg injury. Uh, I think that would have been the better play. You send Logan Paul out there as a surprise at number 30. Cody entering at 27 or 28, what's the difference? They were sending these guys out there. It felt like every 60 seconds. They weren't even waiting the full 90 seconds for every single entrant. So that, that's one change that uh, I would have made. Cody was the correct choice. And I also think keeping Sami Zayn out, given what they did at the end of the show, we now know why Sami Zayn was not in the Royal Rumble. If Sami Zayn was not going to win the Royal Rumble, then he should not have been in the Royal Rumble. Sami Zayn had bigger plans for him later on in the show. The people got, they got their dose of Sami Zayn. So it made perfect sense, looking back at it, why he... Uh, was not in this match. But let's talk about Gunther here for a second. Let's talk about Gunther. The man entered the Royal Rumble at number one. He's not the first person ever to enter at number one win. Uh, But he entered at number one. He went 71 minutes. He went an hour and 11 minutes in this Royal Rumble match. He beat Rey Mysterio's, what they said, traditional Royal Rumble record because 
he did not beat Daniel Bryan's record. In the greatest Royal Rumble they did in Saudi Arabia, you know, four or five years ago, I guess five years ago now. Um, if you count that, then Daniel Bryan still has the record. I think that was an hour and 16 minutes. Uh, if you go strictly by traditional Royal Rumble matches, Gunther now holds the record. Over 70 minutes. I didn't count how many eliminations he had, but he eliminated a whole bunch of people, including Drew McIntyre and Sheamus uh, at the same time. Had that little moment in there with Brock Lesnar, although, again, they didn't do much, but uh, had that little moment. I want to take a second to appreciate how hard they put him over tonight, which was uh, maybe my favorite part, honestly, of the men's rumble and what we saw there. This man is the intercontinental champion. And how many times over the years have we, have I, talked about how neglected the IC title has been in this company? It was treated like an afterthought. It was nothing special. There was no reason for anybody to care about it. And, and still, even with him as the champion and this run that he's on, I believe he's only defended the title on a pay-per-view once. I think Clash at the Castle may have been the only time. So there is still work to be done. But how refreshing it was to see the Intercontinental Champion be pushed as the Iron Man of this year's Royal Rumble match and basically go almost bell to bell and be put over as strong as, even in defeat, be put over as strong as he was. I thought that was fucking great. And it's about damn time that they put some respect on the Intercontinental title. So I like that. They were light on surprises uh, in this Rumble. There were not a whole bunch of surprises. They had a few. Edge was in there, which I figured he would be. Uh, Booker T was in there. Quick in and out, you know. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Uh, and Logan Paul, and I think that was it. I think it was Edge, uh, Booker T, and Logan Paul. I believe those were the uh, only surprises in the men's Royal Rumble match. They teased several directions for WrestleMania. Logan Paul eliminated Seth Rollins. And the reason I smiled when that happened, if you remember when the story broke a few months ago about uh, Logan Paul possibly wrestling John Cena at WrestleMania, and Stone Cold was rumored for maybe a match with John Cena, and I did a whole segment on this. And I said, you know, Austin and, and Cena, yeah, I mean, it's a big match. You can make it work. But if it were up to me, I would put Austin with somebody on the roster like an LA Knight. But Logan Paul, I think, would match up very well, I said at the time, with someone like Seth Rollins. I said Rollins or Randy Orton, I think, would match up really well with Logan Paul. Randy Orton can't go. We don't know what Randy Orton's future is even going to be. But Seth Rollins, I think, and Logan Paul could have a fucking great match. And it looks like that is probably going to be the direction for WrestleMania. It doesn't look like Logan Paul is getting his John Cena match. It's pretty clear it's going to be Cena and Theory. Theory came out again last night on SmackDown. It went, the champ is here, right? He's been doing that a lot. So it's going to be him and Cena at WrestleMania. But it looks like we're going to get Logan Paul and Seth Rollins, and I think that's, I think that's a great match. I think that they complement each other well, similar styles. Uh, who knows what the hell they're going to come up with. Look, look what Logan Paul and Ricochet did tonight, right? I'm sure Seth Rollins and Logan Paul could come up with a great match. Uh, Sheamus and Gunther, my hope in uh, putting them back together tonight is that that was a uh, tease for a third singles match at WrestleMania where Sheamus finally wins his first IC title. You know, they say WrestleMania is about moments. Can't think of a better moment than that. I mean, 
Walter loses nothing by losing to Sheamus. I don't know what people are really expecting. I've had people tell me, no, 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 he can't lose. Why can't he lose? If the opponent is right and the story is right, why does Gunther have to be undefeated? We have a heel champion already on the brand that he is on who has not been pinned since December of 2019. Roman Reigns is going to be either just shy of 1,000 days as the undisputed champion, or he may well hit 1,000 days if he does not lose at WrestleMania as the champion. Gunther is not coming anywhere close to breaking the Roman Reigns record. So if you go into WrestleMania and you do a third match and Sheamus goes over, ain't nobody going to think any less of Gunther. Plus, you get the belt off him, you could start setting him up to contend for the top title on SmackDown by later this year. Even later this summer. You can move him up even more. I see no, I see no issue with that at all. And that's the match I'm hoping for. So we got a little tease there. Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, obviously those two were on a collision course. The only question is, do they do it at Elimination Chamber or do they hold off until WrestleMania? To me, that's a WrestleMania match. Otherwise, I don't know what you do with Brock. I don't think he's getting Gunther. Uh, so we got a lot of, uh, you know, potential directions, which is something that you want to see in a Royal Rumble match. And yet when this Rumble was over, I still felt like the majority of the match was just very mid. You know, there were parts of the match that were, that were very dull. You know, it had a few moments here and there. I enjoyed the finish. I thought the, the closing minutes of the Rumble were very good. And there was good to pick out of the match, like I just talked about. But uh, on the whole, when I look back at this men's Rumble, it was better than last year. It's not saying much. Last year's Rumble fucking sucked. So it was better than the men's Rumble last year. Uh, but I just thought, on the whole, it was very, you know, very middle of the road. But what I did like about that finish is the fact that with the winner and the runner-up, final two, we had two people who we have never seen in that position before. We had new faces. I know that sounds weird. Cody, you know, he left, but he's not really new per se. Uh, But in the main event scene in WWE, yes, he is new. He is a fresh face. And so is Gunther. And it was nice to see those two close out that Rumble match. We had the Mountain Dew pitch black match. I don't drink Mountain Dew. I tasted Mountain Dew once. I thought it tasted like shit. I won't fault you if you're a Mountain Dew all due respect to Mountain Dew. If they wanted to be a sponsor, I love Mountain Dew. We had the Mountain Dew pitch black match, Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. The only thing we knew about this match is that it was no disqualification, no count out, anything goes. And uh, before I go any further, I just want to uh, thank everybody who is joining me here tonight. We have well over uh, 3,500 people here listening to me talk about the Royal Rumble. And thank you, by the way, hit that like button. I want to get over it. 1,000 likes should be a piece of cake. So let's see if we can get at least 1,000 likes here. And uh, it would make me happy because this match did not. So we finally found out on this show what a pitch black match is, right? We were all wondering, okay, beyond those basic rules, I heard about neon elements, Fightful said there's going to be neon elements to the match. I'm thinking, what the hell does that mean? What what is what does that mean, right? I'm not. I wasn't sure exactly where this was uh, going. I was I was a little worried, to be perfectly honest with you. So then we found out 
It was a blacklight match. I used to have a blacklight in my room when I was, you know, 15, 16 years old. It was a blacklight match. Uh, when they got to the ring, they turned the lights out. And everything around ringside, the ropes, right, the, the stuff they were wearing on them, everything was glowing in the dark. That's basically what this was. And in the middle of the mat, they had a giant Mountain Dew pitch black logo. Like WCW used to have their sponsor logo, Slim Jim or whatever, right in the middle of the ring. That's what they had here for this match. Bray Wyatt came to the ring, and he was wearing neon paint. I mean, he looked like uh, he should be out there doing a dance with Naomi. Somebody's got to put that together now in uh, 2K22. Or 2K23 when it comes to, hey, Orange, thank you for the sub. Thank you to everybody, by the way, who uh, helped us break 72,000 subscribers on the channel last night. I didn't, I didn't know if we were going to hit it last night. You guys helped me blow right past it. So thank you for the 72K. You guys are awesome. But, uh, yeah, somebody, somebody in the uh, 2K game has to put together a custom entrance of Bray Wyatt entering to Naomi, dancing to Naomi's music. So he was wearing this uh, neon paint on his body. He had contact lenses in his eyes that were red. He looked like a demon. Uh, he was also wearing fangs. For <laughs> I, would, I would love to know why. He was wearing fangs uh, in his mouth. I, I, I don't know. Don't, don't look at me. Don't look at me. I have no idea. I will say this. The paint looked cool. The paint on Bray looked cool. So I'll give him that. Uh, that's the best thing I can say about this. This, to me, this looked like a rave party with two dudes who were way too old to be at one, is what this was. They had the Mountain Dew, uh, you know, gimmick everywhere. I don't know if that green shit that was laying around on the floor outside, maybe that was Mountain Dew. See, I've always thought Mountain Dew is made of radioactive material. So maybe that's what I saw. Maybe the green shit, the green ooze on the floor... You know, it looked like something out of the second Ninja Turtles movie. Maybe that was Mountain Dew. Think about that the next time you go to drink one of those things, by the way. L.A. Knight's gear was also lighting up in the dark. So Bray Wyatt took control. Knight rolled out to the floor. And uh, Wyatt followed. He got sent not just into the ring steps, but into and over the ring steps. So he smashed his knees. He kind of jumped over the ring steps, did Bray. L.A. Knight moved the ring steps. Wyatt was able to regroup, and he shoved L.A. Knight over the barricade. Wyatt stood on, on top of the ring steps next to the barricade. L.A. Knight jumped uh, onto the barricade, and he speared Bray Wyatt off the ring steps that he was standing on through the announce desk. And green shit splattered all over the place. I'd like to think it was, I know it wasn't, but I'd like to think that it was the Mountain Dew. It looked like uh, the stuff they used to slime people on uh, Nickelodeon. Wyatt pulled out a toolbox. And oh boy, he pulled out a toolbox and I, like PTSD, I had flashbacks to the Hell in a Cell match four years ago. Remember the toolbox with Rollins and the Fiend inside the cell? Because I do. So he ended up not really uh, using it for any purpose. Uh, Wyatt tossed L.A. Knight through the ropes to the floor. Knight returned with a neon kendo stick. And Wyatt cut him off. He hit Sister Abigail. 
and pinned LA Knight to win the first and hopefully only Mountain Dew pitch black match. Uh, after the match, the lights were still out. We were not done yet. We had some more magic coming. Bray Wyatt puts a mask on his face. It's a new mask. It's like a half mask. It reminded me, it was dark. It was hard to see exactly what it looked like. Uh, but the whole half mask thing, it reminded me of the mask that Kane used to wear. So for reasons that I am still not aware of, maybe this was a new version of Bray? How many versions are we up to? We had the original Bray, right? The, the Wyatt family Bray. We had The Fiend. We have Uncle Howdy. We have Howdy Doody. We have regular human Bray when he comes out and cuts these promos. Now we have this, this new mask that he was wearing. I'm, I'm losing track of all the different incarnations of Bray Wyatt. here. So he put the mask on, and L.A. Knight hits him with a kendo stick, and it has no effect. So Wyatt is basically stalking this guy like a horror movie villain. He's slowly stalking him. Knight is backing up. They're in the crowd now, right? Hits him again with the kendo stick, no effect. Hits him a third time with the kendo stick, no effect. So finally, they end up over by this little... Uh, staging area or like a platform in, in part of the crowd, right? Bray puts him down with the mandible claw and then he looks up and on a platform above and I don't know how many feet up, it could, it could have been 15, 20 feet in the air there is Uncle Howdy who I will maintain that when he pops up from a distance like that, he looks like the fucking leprechaun from the leprechaun movies so I don't know if he was there looking for his, uh, you know, meat pot of gold or what he was there for. But there's Uncle Howdy standing on top. And then Uncle Howdy proceeds to dive off the platform that he was standing on 15 or 20 feet down through L.A. Nights on the platform that he was laid out on. Looked like from that camera angle, he completely overshot L.A. Knight. I don't know if he did or not, but from that angle, it looked like he did. <laughs> It looked like he totally overshot him. And then flames shot up from underneath. And that was how this ended. And, oh, oh, I forgot the best part. Up on top, after Uncle Howdy jumped off, when we looked back up there, all the characters of the Firefly Funhouse were up there. So you could see kind of in the shadows, you saw Huskus the Pig, and you saw the uh, Ramblin' Rabbit, and the other, you know, the Mercy the Buzzard, and I don't know if uh, the other one was there, the Abby the Witch, I couldn't tell. But uh, all the puppets were there. I don't know what the fuck this was that I just watched, but when it was over, I was glad. I was glad it was over. They tried something new. This just wasn't for me. This wasn't for me. I posted, that, that's the exact comment I posted on Twitter. I said, I don't know what the fuck I just watched, but I was glad when this was over. And I had people coming after me, oh, you know, it wasn't a traditional wrestling match. I wouldn't expect you to enjoy it. You're just negative about it. Yeah, I'm, me. I'm negative about it. I, I never find anything that I like, right? Because I hated this fucking crap-ass match. As I said to that person, I said, fuck me for having a different opinion. Now, fuck me. Fuck you. I thought this was shit. This was not for me. I don't know what this was, but I will say this. L.A. Knight has been getting over. Crowds are reacting to L.A. Knight. 
So I am hopeful that coming out of this and getting away from this, he can move on to something even better. Because they have a star on their hands in L.A. Knight if they handle him right. So that is my hope. That is me being positive here. That L.A. Knight has been steadily getting over week by week, and he will be free of this. He will be free of the magic and the hocus-pocus and the puppets and Uncle Howdy and Uncle Harper or what, whoever the hell it is, and he can move on to something else. That is my hope. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We have the Raw Women's Championship. On the line next. Bianca Belair. Defending her title. Against Alexa Bliss. And uh, these two women came out here. And uh, the crowd responded. After the last two matches, this was the reaction they got during this match. You just showed the people a Royal Rumble match, the men's Royal Rumble match, which they probably thought was going to headline the show, and then whatever the hell that last match was. So I am sure that that did not help these women putting this match on in that spot. This was what you call the come down match, which is a spot that nobody ever wants to be in. Uh, but that was the spot that these two uh, ladies found themselves in here. So Bliss got a modified bow and arrow stretch early on in this match. A couple of chin locks from Alexa, which is always very exciting. Belair stood on the middle rope, threw some punches at Alexa while the crowd counted along. Bianca did a backflip, charged at Alexa, who moved. Uh, but Belair stopped short of crashing uh, into the corner. Bianca went for a handspring moonsault. Bliss, though, got her knees up. And Bianca came back by powering up Bliss, slamming her down. Bianca hit the uh, handspring moonsault, got a two count out of it. She stuffed a drop kick, powered up Alexa. She slipped out, put Bianca down with a DDT for a two count. So Bliss went for Sister Abigail. Bianca blocked it, hit the KOD, and got the win. That was it. Uh, after the match, a video aired with footage from a playground along with clips of Spooky Alexa. Remember when Alexa was all spooky a couple of years ago? So we got some clips of Spooky Alexa in there. Uncle Howdy asked her if she feels like she's in charge. And that was that. So they, they kind of honed in on Alexa at the end of this segment. As she was kind of looking around, she had a, a kind of a concerned look on her face. And that was how the segment ended. This was a very. Uh, basic television match. Uh, this was a match that the crowd really didn't have much interest in. 
I didn't think the match itself was anything special, but it was not helped by the position they put these two in, coming after a Rumble match. And, uh, you know, again, the, the, the circus that we had, basically, the rave in the match that came before this. Um, I thought it was harmless enough. Uh, it would have been incredibly stupid to take the championship now off of uh, Bianca Bella. And I do think Bianca is running into a, uh, you know, a problem where, you know, it's starting to get kind of dull. I think she needs a, a good opponent that, you know, the two of them can really um, work some magic together. I think the person, I, well, I know who the person's going to be, and we're going to get to that here in a second. Uh, but I also think that there's a heel turn. And if not, there should be a heel turn in her future. Once she drops that championship, it could be before, but I don't think it will be. I think she'll lose the title first, probably at WrestleMania. And I think a heel turn is going to be exactly what she needs. Because uh, I just have this feeling that heel Bianca Belair is going to be far more interesting than the Bianca Belair that we're getting right now. And I think it's coming. It's just a matter of time. So then it was time for the women's Royal Rumble match, the 30-woman Royal Rumble match, our second Royal Rumble match of the night. And I was looking at the clock going, boy, that men's Rumble went awfully long. (laughs) We're, We're getting another Rumble match now, and we still had more yet to come. So I was, uh... I was wondering if something might get cut. I was wondering exactly how they were going to work this out. So we had Rhea Ripley entering the match at number one. We had Liv Morgan entering the match at number two. Uh, Liv Morgan has been very vocal uh, about the fact that she wanted to be number one in this match. She basically was. I mean, number one and two are the same fucking thing. So she got exactly what she wanted. Dana Brooke was number three. Emma came out at number four. Shayna Baszler was number five. Bailey was number six, the leader of damage control. Uh, I'm breezing through these numbers because absolutely nothing happened in the opening minutes of this match. Corey Graves went on a rant about how stupid it is in a Royal Rumble match to attack the person who is trying to eliminate the other person. I agree. Finally, some logic injected into this. If I entered the Royal Rumble and I saw somebody trying to eliminate somebody, I would either help them or I would sit back and let them eliminate that person, right? Because that's one less person that I have to deal with. See, Corey Graves gets it. He understands. Number seven was B-Fab, representing Hit Row. She fared about as well as uh, Top Rope Dalla did on SmackDown last night in his tag team match. Rhea dumped her out within 60 seconds, so... Uh, watching her elimination here, clearly uh, B-Fab, she, she may have taken some uh, some lessons from uh, Top Dalla in Top Rope Etiquette. Not, not the most graceful landing. Rhea had blood all over her face. Uh, not all over her face, but she had it like around her mouth. Pat McAfee thought it was lipstick. It was not lipstick. Uh, although I didn't see how it happened. Number eight was the NXT Women's Champion. Roxanne Perez, a Texas native who came out, got a nice uh, reaction coming out. Uh, She had a great tilt-a-whirl spot with Rhea Ripley and took her over with a head scissors. Dakota Kai was number nine. Io Sky was number ten. Funny how that works, right? Dakota number nine, Io number ten. So that completes the trio of damage control. 
And uh, just like the Judgment Day, right, in the Men's Rumble, we ended up with Balor and Priest and Dom. Did the same thing here with Damage Control. So Dakota Kai with a kick eliminated Emma. Roxanne almost dumped Dakota, but uh, she hung on. Bailey got Roxanne up on her shoulder. The other Damage Control members jumped up and kicked Roxanne. That knocked her out to the floor. So not a bad showing for Roxanne. You know, describing it this way, it sounds like she was in there for 30 seconds. She was in there for a little bit, uh, and what she did I thought looked good. You know, this was her first time in the Rumble. She's very young. I think she's only 21. Uh, Already the NXT Women's Champion uh, got her first Royal Rumble moment tonight, and I thought she did very well on the spot. Uh, I'll tell you what, she lasted longer than her mentor did. She lasted longer than Booker T did, since he uh, he helped train her at Reality of Wrestling. Natalia was a surprise entrant at number 11. Uh, for the first time, they said, since she had her nose broken by Shayna Baszler. So, of course, she and Shayna went right at each other. Uh, Candice LeRae was number 12. Natty dumped out Shayna. Now, I don't believe Shayna Baszler was supposed to hit the floor here. Uh, but her feet did hit the floor, even though she pulled herself back up. Uh, if you go back and watch it, the referee is, you know, she's standing on the apron. And the referee is tapping her foot going, Shayna, you, you hit the floor. <laughs> she's like, both feet hit the floor, right? But she was going on because it wasn't the planned spot. Uh, the planned spot was she applied the Karafuta clutch to Natty. And Damage Control then knocked them both to the floor. And Michael Cole credited Damage Control for both eliminations. The problem is, Shayna was already gone. (laughs) But we'll ignore that. And uh, I guess officially they're going to give credit for the elimination to uh, Damage Control. Number 13 was Zoe Stark from NXT. They're very high on her. Uh, You could tell that just based on the... Uh, way she was pushed initially on NXT television before she got hurt and went away for a while. Uh, so they, they, Shawn Michaels is a very big fan of hers. And uh, we'll see if Triple H feels the same once she gets called up. Number 14 was Xia Lee. Damage Control got another elimination here. They got rid of Candice. Number 15 was the man, Becky Lynch. And now, as they say, business picked up. Here in this Women's Royal Rumble at the halfway point, She went right after damage control. They all ended up on the floor, uh, but they all went through the ropes. So they were all officially still in the match. They threw Becky over the announce desk and uh, she landed on the floor. That took care of Becky for a while. We didn't see her again for a little while. Number 16 was Tegan Knox. Every time Michael Cole sees Tegan Knox and he goes, the woman with the shiniest wizard, I want to fucking vomit. So it's so cheesy. It's so corny. The woman with the shiniest wizard. It irritates me almost as much as when he would scream boss time. Which thankfully I don't have to hear that anymore, right? We don't have to hear that it's boss time. We don't have to hear that it's the big dog. Shiniest wizard is not as bad. But then came number 17. This is what I this is what I popped. Number 17 was Asuka. And I I was thinking, okay, there's a chance Asuka may be here. We haven't seen her in a while, right? She was on a losing streak. She went away. We had Asuka, who came out to new music. She had a new mask on that she, you know, removed. She had the Kana makeup on her face. Yes, we got 
we got the murder clown in this year's Royal Rumble. And what I thought was so cool, because the murder clown, the whole kind of thing, you have to be a real, you know, diehard, hardcore wrestling fan, Joshi fan to even know about that, right? She she was never that version of herself in WWE, even in the NXT days. But when she pulled that mask off and we saw the kind of makeup, the murder clown makeup, huge pop. Huge pop from the crowd. I loved it. It was great. It's a great reveal. Number 18 in the Royal Rumble match was Piper Niven. Dewdrop is dead. Long live Piper Niven. She had some medical issues. Uh, that's why she was missing. It wasn't a visa problem or anything like that. Uh, she had a health scare. COVID related with her heart, but she's okay now. And so she finally made her way back. And Triple H has given her back her name, which she should have had from day one. At this point, I noticed something very interesting. Uh, It was pretty clear to me that they were telling the women to run to the ring when they went out there because they were running short on time. Uh, In fact, I think the only woman who maybe did not run to the ring at this point that I noticed was Sonya Deville. She took her time. Uh, But almost every other woman who came out sprinted down to the ring because it was a very long aisle way uh, and it was getting very late number 19 was tamina becky lynch got back in the ring went right after damage control number 20 was the returning chelsea green so the rumors were true we didn't get matt cardona tonight but chelsea green did make her return uh in the royal rumble match she is back and then she was gone Just as soon as she showed up, she was gone. Like a magic trick. The fastest elimination in women's Royal Rumble match history. Five seconds. They gave her the Bushwhacker elimination. She got the Bush... Was it Bushwhacker Luke? I think it was Bushwhacker Luke. She got the Bushwhacker Luke elimination this year. Rhea Ripley was the one who uh, dumped her out of the ring. And I just thought to myself, Tamina was right there. (laughs) Did it have to be Chelsea Green? You had Tamina right there. But it's Chelsea Green who's in and out in five seconds. Best thing I can say, at least she didn't get hurt. At least she didn't injure herself, right? So that's a plus. And maybe they can turn this or spin this off into a storyline for her on TV. But, you know, Tamina was right there. What are you doing? She was right there. Becky eliminated Dakota Kai and Io Sky. But Bailey then dumped Becky out of the ring. Crowd did not like that. They did not like Bailey eliminating Becky Lynch. But Liv Morgan snuck up behind Bailey and dumped Bailey out of the ring. And that they did like. Crowd liked that a lot. Damage control went after Becky. All four of them brawled off into the crowd. Uh, this whole sequence of events here happened very, very quickly. Number 21 was Zelina Vega, who was dressed up, they said. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, but she was out there dressed up as uh, Jury from the upcoming Street Fighter VI uh, video game, which they plugged for pre-order. The uh, first ever sponsored entrance here in uh, Royal Rumble history. Don't they have a character in Street Fighter that is literally called Vega? 
it's been a while since I've played Street Fighter 2. I think it was Street Fighter 2 Turbo, one of my favorite games. But I probably haven't played it in 25 years. I believe there's a character literally called Vega in Street Fighter. So, so I don't know. I, 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 maybe, maybe Jury is Jury Vega. Is Vega part of this person's name too? I don't know. It just seemed to me like uh, if there is another character named Vega, that that uh, should have been who it is. But Vega is a guy. Is Vega a guy? I don't remember. I remember E. Blanca, Ken Ryu, e. M. Bison, Chun Li. Those are the only ones I uh, I remember. Anyway, she gave Rhea Ripley a code red made famous by her cousin, the Amazing Red. Number 22 was Raquel Rodriguez. Number 23, Mia Yim. Number 24 was Lacey Evans. And then it was time, my final opportunity here. Number 25, my final chance to win my uh, Rumble Pool. And it was Michelle McCool who they had shown in the crowd before the match. She was in the crowd with her kids. The Undertaker, if he was there, he was in the back. Uh, They only showed her and and their kids. So they flash the camera back to the crowd, and she's acting like me. Like, she's surprised that they're playing her music, and she says, oh, well. She takes her jacket off and uh, jumps the barricade to, uh, to head into the Royal Rumble match. And I just thought, tonight is not my night. (laughs) I'm not winning shit. Tonight is not my night. So she gave Zelina Vega, in the, in the ring, she gave Zelina Vega the Styles Clash, which uh, was a move that she was using in WWE before AJ Styles did, although AJ was using it before her. But uh, in WWE, that was her move at one time. So she hit the uh, Styles Clash in her Uggs boots, by the way. Hit the Styles Clash. She kicked Tamina off the apron and eliminated Tamina. Number 26 was Indy Hartwell, another name from NXT. Number 27 was Sonya Deville, who was wrestling Charlotte Flair on SmackDown this Friday for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So I guess uh, in this match, she was trying to bank another title shot, I guess. I I guess that's the idea. She immediately eliminated Zoe Stark. She and Asuka had the same idea, delivered head kicks at the same time. They knocked each other out. Lacey was up on the ropes. And she had Zelina in the camel clutch. Or not the camel. <laughs> not the camel clutch. That's a very different move. That See, that would be impressive. If she was able to put the camel clutch on her on the top rope, that would have been impressive. No, she had her in the cobra clutch. And uh, Zelina went out. And she just dumped her. And it was a long, hard landing when Zelina went splat on the floor. So she was gone. Number 28 was Shotzi Blackheart. Rolled out on her tank. Or in her tank. Sonya dumped Indy Hartwell. Number 29 came out. It was Nikki Cross. Who sprinted to the ring like she was Charles Robinson. At WrestleMania 24. And then we had number 30. Now I was wondering to myself. Because I didn't see any spoilers. I didn't want to know any spoilers about who the surprises might be because it always leaks out a couple of hours before the show, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to know. The match order got spoiled for me, but I didn't want to know anything else. And I'm thinking, I wonder who it could be. 
like on the main roster, I'm thinking who who's not already represented. I said Charlotte. Charlotte would make no sense for Charlotte to be in here. So I, I wasn't expecting her. I said maybe Lita, somebody like that. We didn't even get a countdown clock. They started playing the person's music early, before they were ready for the countdown. And then they put the countdown clock on the screen anyway. And when it hit seven, they were just like, ah, fuck it, just take it down. Because uh, everybody already knows who it is. It was Nia Jax. Of all the people who I would have expected or I would have said, boy, you know, this person should be in the Women's Royal Rumble match. If I made a list of 50 people, Nia Jax would not be in the top 50. But there she was. I thought it was very appropriate, by the way. They botched her entrance. I thought that was kind of poetic. So here comes Nia Jax, the return that absolutely no one asked for. She dared the women to do something when she got in the ring. All the women in the ring just piled on her. They immediately pounced. And they did the big explosion spot, the monster spot where, you know, she goes like this and all the women go flying. Rhea tried to body slam her. And she simply could not, she couldn't support her weight. And it wasn't a matter of she couldn't get her up. She kind of got her up a little bit and then she dropped her very awkwardly. And we've seen Rhea do power spot. We've seen Rhea body slam Luke Gallows on TV. You know, but Luke Gallows is a pro. He knows what he's doing. He can brace his body in a certain way. He's a big guy, right? We saw Rhea body slam him, no problem, on the floor on TV once. She tried to get Nia Jax up, and she dropped her awkwardly. Uh, But later on, Rhea did hit her with the riptide. Not very well, uh, but she did hit Nia with the riptide. And then all of the women dumped Nia out of the ring. It took all 11 of them to dump Nia Jax out of the ring if I make one request of Triple H. I beg of you. One and done. One and done. Nobody asked for Nia Jax to be back on WWE television. So my hope is that it was a one and done cameo appearance. She's been going around, by the way, for every time somebody posts something about Nia Jax over the past year, that she's been gone, year and a half, whatever it's been, it's always... People asking, you got to come back and wrestle. And she's always like, no, I'm done. I'm done with wrestling. Good. Let her be done with wrestling. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raquel eliminated Lacey Evans. Asuka eliminated Sonya Deville. Rhea Ripley eliminated Michelle McCool. So there went my pick. Well, not my pick. There went my number. 
Mia Yim eliminated Shotzi. Piper Niven then came over. And <laughs> Manny says that she has a new shirt on WWE Shop. Well, that's that's probably not good. Great. Oh, boy. Uh, so Piper Niven came over after Mia Yim uh, eliminated Shotzi. And this is one of the scarier moments of the Women's Royal Rumble. Piper absolutely launched Mia Yim out of the ring right onto Shotzi. And I don't even know if that was her intent to hit Shotzi with her in the way that she did. Uh, but she launched her right onto Shotzi, just like Christ. I mean, <laughs> that's just like a concussion waiting to happen there. Hopefully she's okay. Raquel and Piper Niven fought. Uh, Piper put her down, went to the middle rope, and uh, Raquel stood up and booted her off to eliminate Piper Niven. Rhea uh, then got a big elimination and eliminated Raquel when Raquel tried for the Tejana bomb, and so she got dumped. Liv Morgan eliminated Nikki Cross, so we were down to the final three. Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, and the Murder Clown. Asuka, they were the final three left here in the Royal Rumble match. And the crowd came alive. Because you had all three women were down, not laying down, but they were kind of crouched down on different sides of the ring, staring at each other. And we got a kind of a wide crowd shot, and everybody roared. Everybody cheered. They were into this. They were amped up here for this final three. Now, keep in mind, Rhea and Liv, they entered at number one and two. And so they were still in the match here. Rhea and Liv ended up on the apron. Asuka then ended up on the apron with them. Asuka sprayed mist in Liv Morgan's eye. I don't remember if she may have sprayed it. Rhea, Rhea sidestepped it. I, I, maybe it happened that way. But Liv Morgan is the one who took the spray shot to the face. So now she's blinded by the mist. Rhea Ripley then tripped up Asuka, and Asuka fell to the floor. And so Asuka was eliminated. Meanwhile, Liv was still blind, but she did manage to hit the Oblivion. And this was great, because she hit the Oblivion, and for a moment there I thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> she hit her finish, and Rhea's going to go tumbling to the floor. And she almost did. Uh, Rhea grabbed the ropes, and I thought she actually did a hell of a job here. They did the Shawn Michaels spot. I thought she did it very well, uh, where her legs are dangling, and they're very close, but they don't quite touch the floor. She muscled herself up. And using her legs, wrapped her legs around Liv's neck, and then hurled her off the apron to the floor. And Rhea Ripley is your 2023 Women's Royal Rumble winner. In 61 minutes, she lasted the full hour and an extra minute to win the entire thing. Uh, I thought that both Royal Rumble matches this year followed the same basic pattern. I thought it was... Um, Pretty dull, pretty boring most of the way. Uh, they had a couple of moments, but they both had a really good finish. I thought they both had fun finishes this year. Uh, that's what this one had. The Kana moment for me when she came out and revealed herself and got the reaction. I thought that was great. Uh, the Chelsea Green thing, again, I thought that was just fucking stupid. Nia Jax, I mean, don't get me started. Um, this actually had more surprises. Then the men's match did. This had NXT women in it, which I thought added to the match. I thought Roxanne uh, had a very good performance here. Uh, and they needed them because they simply don't have enough main roster women to have the full 30. 
So they really had no choice. Uh, but I thought, you know, the NXT women being in the match added to the match. Uh, Zoe Stark was in there as well for a while. I actually had more fun watching the women's Royal Rumble match than I did the men's this year. So I didn't think both Rumble matches, again, the match itself from start to finish, uh, neither one of these Rumble matches are going to go down in the upper echelon of Royal Rumble matches. But when I compared these two, I had more fun watching the women's match. So therefore, I say the women's match was better than the men's match this year. How about that? And I would not have predicted that going into this show because I was more looking forward to the men's match. Uh, not only for the potential surprises, but you, you had Cody uh, Brock had just declared the night before had the issue with Bobby Lashley. You know, they had some, some interesting uh, things going on heading into the match. The women's rumble had so many open spots and really no story. There was no story going into this match. And yet I ended up having a little bit more fun watching this than I did the men's match. And I would not have predicted, predicted that coming in. So that, that to me was a surprise. Uh, Rhea Ripley was the only choice. You know, the Royal Rumble winners this year were predictable, but they were predictable in a good way. Predictable does not always mean bad. Sometimes predictable is the way to go. That was the case this year. Rhea Ripley is absolutely the right choice, and now she gets to choose which championship she is going to go after at WrestleMania. Is it going to be Raw? Is it going to be SmackDown? She could go and challenge Charlotte Flair and try to avenge her loss to Charlotte at WrestleMania 36 and take the SmackDown women's title from Charlotte Flair. She is part of a faction, though, that is currently on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I don't see that happening. The match that should take place at WrestleMania this year is Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. And that should be your Raw Women's Championship match uh, at WrestleMania. And honestly, I would rather see them take someone like Raquel, who they clearly have, you know, high hopes for, and try to make a new star. Start a program with her and Charlotte Flair. You know, heading into WrestleMania, try to give her the rub and do Raquel and Charlotte and do that at WrestleMania, but leave Rhea and Bianca for the Raw Women's title on that side. That's what I would do. One thing that I thought was very weird was having Beth Phoenix on this show and not having her be part of the Women's Royal Rumble match. I thought that was uh, very, very strange. Now, I assume the reason that they did it that way is because Rhea was going to win the match. And in their mind, it's like, well, if... <laughs> Speak of the devil, look who just popped up on screen. It's Nia. It's Nia's hole, everybody. Remember when Nia heard her hole on Raw at the Thunderdome? There you go. I haven't seen that Super Chat pop up in a long time. It's almost like it knew. Get ready, everybody. We're going to be seeing her hole on TV every single week now. If she's got a, if she's got a new merch in WWE shop, then uh, this was probably not a one and done. So I assume that they didn't put Beth in here because Rhea was going to win. But to me, it's like you can still you, you still could have worked a spot in there uh, where Beth comes in as a surprise and hits the spear. And maybe she even has Rhea set up to be eliminated, but somebody else uh, or a bunch of women gang up on Beth, and then Rhea is the one who kind of, you know, pushes her out. Rhea still could have won the Rumble, uh, but they could have done that spot in the Rumble match. 
it's just weird to me. You had Beth there, right? You, you flew her in for the show. She was there. And you had all these extra spots to fill. And one of them did not go to Beth Phoenix. I just thought that was uh, very strange. But you could have worked an angle there. And they, could, and they still might, you know, set up a match between them at Elimination Chamber next month uh, in Montreal. Uh, we'll see. I, I get the sense this is not the end of the issue between them. Uh, just very weird she wasn't in the match. So at this point in the show, it was 11.30 at night on the East Coast. And I thought, okay, time for the main event, right? Here we go. Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, let's get him on out here. Cut the video package, right? I've, or- I've already bought the show, quote-unquote bought the show. Let's just get right to the main event, right? Nope, can't do it. We've got Hardy. Not that Hardy. We've got Hardy has to come out and sing his song. He is the official artist for this year's Royal Rumble. And so they were setting up all of the band equipment in the ring, which takes time. I'm like, oh my God, can we please hurry this up? (laughs) Is this really necessary? Right? They would just as soon cut their own talent from the show before they would cut the celebrity. So yeah, I I didn't expect them to do that. Uh, But this was completely unnecessary. So anyway, once he was done, it was time for the video packages, and then everybody had to make their entrance, and Roman Reigns, you know, he he basically takes as long as The Undertaker does now to make his entrance. So finally, it is time for the main event. It is Roman Reigns defending the undisputed WWE Universal Championship 881 days as the champion, with Sami Zayn in his corner against Kevin Owens. This was... The third Royal Rumble Universal Championship match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns since 2017 in San Antonio in the Alamo Dome, which I don't know that that's ever happened before with uh, any other two people. So on the pre-show, the bloodline was backstage. I don't know how many of you watched the pre-show. I did. And on the pre-show, the bloodline was in the back, and Roman Reigns was very upset because Sami Zayn directly disobeyed him. He told him after Monday night, I don't want to see you again until the Rumble on Saturday. Okay, you go away. You're not to be on SmackDown or anything. I will see you at the Rumble. And what ended up happening last night, Jay Uso called in a favor. Sami Zayn showed up in the main event. Roman was very upset. So Jay Uso confessed. He said, it was me. I called Sami. I called in a favor, right? Solo was having the main event with KO. I needed Sammy to come in because me and Jimmy were barred from the building. We couldn't do anything. So Roman said, you know, why are we even talking about tonight? About last night? Let's talk about tonight. And he told the twins, you guys are going to stay in the back tonight. Sammy, you're going to be with me. You're going to be attached at my hip. You're going to come out with me to the ring for the main event tonight. And so that right there told you that there was some kind of big angle. That was going to be taking place here. Early on in the match, uh, Michael Cole referred to an ordinary urinage from Roman Reigns as a rock bottom, which typically he calls it a urinage. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, ended up meaning nothing, but I definitely picked up on that. Owens hit a frog splash off the apron to Roman, who was laid out on the floor. Put him back in the ring, hit another splash off the top rope. Only got a near fall out of it. Owens went for a super kick, but Roman caught him and delivered a sit-out powerbomb for two. 
Roman got a Superman punch, but again, Owens kicked out. Roman set up for the spear. Owens moved. And Roman posted himself shoulder first. Owens followed that up with a swanton bomb off the top. And Roman kicked out at two and a half. Owens went back up top. He got cut off. And Owens knocked him down. And, you know, we've seen Kevin Owens do this move before. Where he does the double jump moonsault. He'll be on the middle rope. Hands free. He'll jump up to the top rope and hit a moonsault. He's done it a thousand times. Uh, He went to go do the move here and he slipped. And he fell down. And I can, I can just, you can imagine in his mind, he's just thinking, fuck me, right? Because he's done this move so many times before. But it's true, you know, they're in the main event. You had two Royal Rumble matches, right? Those ropes, I'm sure, are full of sweat and, and other bodily fluids. God knows what DNA is all over those ropes. And it happens, right? He slipped. I've never seen him botch that move before, but he went back. Uh, this time he just did a regular moonsault off the middle rope. And Roman moved. Then Reigns hit the spear. Owens kicked out at two. Reigns tried for another spear. Owens, though, kicked him. He went for the stunner. Roman shoved him into the referee. And down goes the ref. So we got a ref bump here in this match. Owens got the pop-up powerbomb after that. He covered, but there was no referee. Roman Reigns gave him a low blow. And then Roman looked over at Sami Zayn who was outside the ring with Paul Heyman. And Roman looks at Sammy, and he yells for him to get him a chair. And Sammy is telling him, but you just you told me you didn't want me to do anything. And Roman says, I'm telling you to get a chair. So Sammy Zane goes over, and he grabs a chair. And then he seemed to hesitate before handing it to Roman Reigns. And Roman noticed that, and Paul Heyman noticed it too. But then Sammy slid the chair into the ring. And when Roman turned around, he ate a stunner, and we got the longest two-and-a-half count that you'll ever see. But he did kick out. Roman got a shoulder up. Owens went for another pop-up powerbomb. Reigns came down with a Superman punch, another spear, and another kick out by KO. Owens rolled to the floor, and now he is using the barricade to struggle to his feet, right at the feet of Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is standing right there. And Sami Zayn is begging him, just stay down. Just just give up. Just stay down. You don't have to do this anymore. Roman comes rounding the bend, like uh, like the Strowman Express. Comes rounding the bend. He speared Kevin Owens through the barricade. And then he threw him back inside. Owens, though, immediately rolled back out to the floor. So Reigns went over to go grab him. He sent him backwards into the edge of the ring step. So he, he just grabbed Owens and literally flung him backwards. Owens got his hands behind his head uh, to try to shield himself because he just went back first at the back of his head right into the edge of the ring steps, right? So then Roman grabbed him again, and he did it a second time. And this time it, it didn't look like Owens got his hands up in time uh, in the back of his head. Uh, so that looked like it sucked. And Sami Zayn had a very concerned look on his face. You know, Kevin Owens is also the man who got powerbombed once in a match on Raw. I don't remember if it was against Solo Sokoa or who it was against. Uh, but he took a powerbomb on the, on the edge of the ring steps. 
which I, I remember watching that thinking, why would you ever take a move like that? What would possess you that, hey, you know what? This would be a good idea. I'm going to take a power bomb or a choke slam or a body slam. Not on the flat part of the steps, but on the edge of the steps, right? So he took two of those. Paul Heyman is outside the ring. And Paul Heyman is screaming, I acknowledge you, my tribal chief. I acknowledge you. Shmuley acknowledges you, my tribal chief. Owens tried to fight back. He ate a third spear, and that was it. He couldn't take any more. Roman Reigns pins Kevin Owens and retains his championship. And I don't think anybody honestly expected him to win the championship. So, you know, Roman winning was not a surprise. Uh, the match itself, I thought it was good. Uh, I've seen these two have better matches. This was not the big, you know, epic main event that you would expect to close out a pay-per-view. And I said, well, if they're closing out the show with this, this can't possibly be it. This would be a very anticlimactic way to go off the air. Now the fun begins, right? It was almost like I was looking forward more to the post-match than what they were doing in the match itself, because I knew the outcome was a foregone conclusion. We knew we were not getting a new champion. So now the question is, what are they going to do? In my eye. JM, thank you, brother, for the 1992. Very appropriate, right, to get the Royal Rumble super chat here on the Royal Rumble stream. JM was a madman the other night. Thank you, my friend. So out come the rest of the bloodline. Here comes the Usos. Here comes Solo Sokoa. They're in the ring. Jay went to go place. Now, somebody in the chat, and I meant to look this up, the, the tribal... Um, it's not really a necklace, but I look at that. They look like those Hawaiian lays. Is that what it was? Because I'm going to call it a lay. Now, I don't want people making fun of me if I'm wrong here. It looked like, you know, when you go to Hawaii, not that I've ever been to Hawaii, but when you go to Hawaii, they put the lay, right? They lay you. As soon as you get off the plane, you get laid, right? I should go to, come to think of it, I should go to Hawaii. Anyway, they had the lay, right? So Jay went to go place the lay on Sammy. And Roman smiled, and he stopped him. He goes, no, 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 no. Not, not yet. Not yet. And the Usos began to beat up Kevin Owens. And Sami Zayn has to just stand there and watch this, right? So they're beating up Kevin Owens. And the Usos give him the, the 1D. They drag Owens' lifeless body to the corner. And the crowd is chanting for Sami Zayn. They placed a chair around Kevin's head. And Solo Sokoa delivered a running hip check right into the chair. Paul Heyman then produced two pairs of handcuffs. And he hands them to Roman Reigns. And he hands them to Jimmy and Jay. And Roman tells Jimmy and Jay to go handcuff Kevin Owens to the top rope, which is what they do. They drag Owens over to the ropes, and they handcuff him to the top rope, right? So now he's cuffed. And he is completely defenseless. He can't defend himself, right? He's, he's, he's half dead. They cuff him to the ropes, and they proceed to deliver a series of super kicks. They gave this man 12 super kicks, one right after the other, nonstop. And all Sami Zayn can do is stand there and watch. One super kick after another after another. 
Roman had a chair in his hand. And he's talking to Kevin Owens. And he said, I'm going to end it all, right? He, he was going to end it all right here and now. Roman rears back. And this was the big defining moment here. He rears back with the chair. And Sami Zayn steps in his way. And everybody cheers. And Sami is trying to tell Roman, it's done. This is beneath you. You don't have to do this. It's over, right? It's, it's finished. You're better than this. So Roman hands Sammy the chair. And Paul Heyman was screaming, you know, Shmuley, this is your moment. Which for some reason, it cracked me up for some reason. But Shmuley, this is your moment. Sammy wouldn't take the chair. Roman said, take it. You're one of us. You're ours. He said, look at this guy. He don't care about you. He's pointing to Kevin Owens. He goes, look at this guy. He doesn't care about you. He says, I care about you. He says, I love you. He says, this ring is yours when you're with the bloodline. Otherwise, you go do that jackass shit. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So he says, you know, pull the trigger. Sammy was conflicted. He didn't know what to do. Roman then pie-faced him, and he pie-faced him a second time. He pie-faced him a third time. He started screaming in Sammy's face, and then it happened. Roman turned his back to go talk some more smack to Kevin Owens. Sammy is standing there. He's got the chair in his hand, conflicted, not knowing what to do, and then he has this eureka moment, and Sammy Zayn takes the chair, and not the first time that Roman Reigns has been hit in the back with a chair. Although this moment got a much uh, a much bigger reaction. Sami Zayn struck Roman Reigns in the back with the steel chair. And I have not heard a reaction from a crowd like I did in this moment on a WWE show in a very long time. This place went crazy. Because this this was this was it, right? We didn't know exactly how we would get here and what the moment would be. Uh, but over the last several weeks, they've been teasing the possibility that, you know, Sammy's on thin ice and the bloodline may, they may take him out. So they were teasing it so much. It was to the point where if they just out of nowhere, kicked him out of the group and beat him up, it almost would have been, I don't want to say anticlimactic, but it's like they've been teasing it so much, right? So like, why would Sammy not see it coming? Uh, this was a different spin on it. They put Sammy in an impossible position here, and they made him choose. They forced him to choose. And he saw his friend, and he just he couldn't take it anymore. So he hit the tribal chief in the back. Sammy turned to the Usos, and Jey Uso was beside himself. Jey Uso was like, what are you doing? You know, you're my brother. What are you doing? Jimmy Uso super kicks Sami Zayn, and he mounts him, and he starts, you know, wailing away on him. Solo Sokoa, he starts uh, 
kicking Sammy's ass. Jey Uso would not join in on the attack. Jey Uso stood back in the corner. He would not take part in this. And when they looked to him to join in, he left the ring. Jey Uso, he didn't want to see it. He didn't want to participate. He didn't want to have anything to do with it. He left the ring, covered his face, put his head in his hands. He was crying as he walked out, and the people cheered. And Roman Reigns had a shocked look on his face. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. But the rest of the bloodline, they continued on with the attack. In the ring, Roman just obliterated Sami Zayn with chair shot after chair shot after chair shot to the back. Started raining blows down upon him. He ripped off his uh, honorary Oos t-shirt. Loud chants of fuck you, Roman, as he started ripping the petals off the lay and dropping them and spreading them on Sammy's body and all over the ring. And we were left with the parting shot of Sammy Zayn, dead on the mat, Kevin Owens, half-dead, hanging from the handcuffs from the top rope, right? These two best friends have been beaten to a pulp. This was the best possible way to go about doing this without having blood, right? Old-school wrestling, you would have had blood in this angle. They would have left Sami Zayn in a pool of his own blood and forced Kevin Owens to just hang there and watch. Uh, But you know that in WWE today, you're not going to get blood, you know? Uh, forced blood in an angle like this. So uh, in the absence of that, I thought they did as good of a job as they can do. This was an incredible ending to this pay-per-view. And I can't think of, frankly, a more emotional, uh, well-done conclusion to a Royal Rumble event in the 30-some-odd years that I have seen these Royal Rumble shows. This will go down as one of the greatest endings ever to a WWE pay-per-view. The storytelling here was fantastic. And it wasn't quite the payoff, because this story is not over yet. I can't really call it a payoff, per se. Uh, It was the next chapter of of a longer story, as we head into WrestleMania. Um, But I can't say enough good things about what they did here. The storytelling, I mean, it was an emotional moment to watch this, right? You're invested in these characters. You know the friendship with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Literally a 20-plus year friendship that goes back to their days when they were teenagers in in Canada. Everywhere Kevin Owens has gone, Sami Zayn has gone. Everywhere Sami Zayn has gone, Kevin Owens follows. These two are attached at the hip. They've been friends. They've been enemies. But at the end of the day, they're still friends. They're still brothers. They care about each other, even when they disagree. People can relate to that. This is basic storytelling. You see storytelling like this in in fucking Hollywood, in movies. You don't usually see it in pro wrestling. But when it's done right, with the right people involved, it's fucking fantastic. Now, I won't sit here and tell you that this ending alone makes this a 9 out of 10 pay-per-view. This is not going to go down as one of my favorite Royal Rumble shows overall. Um, But I can't think of a better ending to the show. And they say it's about how you start and how you finish. And they certainly finished on a high note. And now it's going to make things very interesting as we go into Elimination Chamber and into WrestleMania. I still think uh, they stay the course. We get Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. We know Cody is going to challenge for the title. 
And I don't think the titles are being split uh, before WrestleMania. So it's going to be Roman and Cody at WrestleMania. I think it'll, it has to be Roman and Sammy at Elimination Show. I mean, how could it not be? They've already made the chairs for the uh, people who sit in the first few rows at the Bell Center, and it's got Sami Zayn's face right there, front and center. He's the only one on there. This entire event is going to be built around him. And now that they've done this angle, right, there's no ambiguity about where Sami stands. Sami is out of the bloodline. He is no longer the honorary Us. He is on the outside. When he comes back, the next time we see him, which should not be for a few weeks, uh, to sell the beatdown, uh, he is going to be in a position to challenge Roman Reigns. And the atmosphere in Montreal next month at Elimination Chamber is going to be off the charts. And it is very uh, tempting to say that he should beat Roman and he should win the championship, but he's not going to beat Roman and he's not going to win the championship. Uh, where Jey Uso factors into this, I think in the end, he'll come home. I think he'll come home. And it may well be a case where Jey Uso even factors into the finish. Now, I don't know uh, as far as the legal status of the Usos, if the Usos or Jimmy Uso will even be allowed into Canada next month. Uh, I don't see why Jay wouldn't be. Uh, Jimmy might not. Uh, but assuming that, you know, he is able to be there, I could see Jay factoring into the finish and, you know, coming back home to the family, helping Roman retain. That would then lead to Jimmy and Jay against KO and Sammy for the tag team titles of WrestleMania. And Roman goes on to have his match with Cody Rhodes. And I think that is probably the likely destination here. The predictable route, but I think that's the best route to take. Uh, and so now we get to wait and see and see how the story plays out, which is the best part. Because this story has been the best part of WWE television now for the last six to eight months, easily. But you know it's going to be very tempting for this company. Don't forget, Roman Reigns is 881 days into this reign. He's very close to 1,000 days as champion. Uh, the problem is he will not hit 1,000 days until the end of May. So if they were tempted to get him close or get him to 1,000 days, he would have to retain through WrestleMania. And in order for that to happen, uh, that would mean that they would have a heel champion, the same heel champion, go over in the main event of WrestleMania three years in a row, which is something this company has never done before. This has always been the company about, oh, we're all about sending the, the people home happy. I just can't imagine that they're going to do that. So I think Roman is is going to lose his title at WrestleMania, and as far as how the rest plays out, we'll see. But I love I love what they did with Jay Uso here. It would have been very easy to have the entire bloodline just beat the hell out of them, and Jay walking off in the way that he did. I loved it. I thought it was fucking great. Now it builds intrigue for the TV show this week. Where does Jay Uso stand? Right, we get more bloodline drama now. We get. You can get another four weeks out of this. I think it's great. Let's take a look at the Twitter poll. Almost 2,500 votes in already. And uh, 75% thumbs up for this pay-per-view tonight. 19% thumbs in the middle. Only 5% thumbs down. Uh, so a lot of people like this show. I do wonder how much of that 75% uh, were people who who 
like the finish of the show. I would be curious what these people thought of the uh, Rumble matches themselves. Uh, but if you would like to vote at Solomonster on Twitter, you should go follow me there anyway. At Solomonster on Twitter is the place to go. I'm supposed to do a podcast in a few hours. How the hell am I going to do that? Uh, Thomas Colella with the five bucks. Uh, the men's Royal Rumble was 2014 all over again. This was so boring. Vince has to be back and changes everything at 7.54 p.m. Yeah, Bearwolf, uh, very cool. We still have uh, over 3,000 people with us at almost 3 o'clock in the morning. These are these are the, uh, these are the diehards here. Thank you. Uh, Hyru, Gunther has been my favorite wrestler for a long time. Uh, but holy hell, do I have even more respect for him. He is an absolute beast. He is indeed. Gunther is a beast. We already knew that. Uh, Chris, with the 999. If there's anyone deserving of acknowledgement so far in this show, it is Gunther. Uh, whether they split the belts or not, he should get a run. Thanks for all the great content. Well, look. You know, he, he drops the IC title at WrestleMania. I'm telling you, you can begin to build him for a bigger run. So, if you if you want to see, uh, you know, Walter elevated up the card, you should be in favor of him dropping the IC belt to Sheamus at WrestleMania. Because then it just frees him up to move on to something bigger and better. Uh, Metal Rules 5 with the uh, 20 bucks. If Logan Paul ends up winning the Money in the Bank briefcase, he renames it the Cryptocurrency in the Invisible Bank. Hey, Emmett. Emmett uh, Tapia just became a channel member. What's going on, Emmett? What are you doing up, Emmett? Uh, Dr. Dakota Scorpio just gifted a channel membership to uh, Gato Otaku Films. So congrats. Joseph Brooks. The number 30 spot now has the most winners in the Royal Rumble. Is that true? I did not know that. Dick the Cock Johnson, 499. Are you sure WWE has the better women's division than AEW? Well, they did at one point, but I think the uh, I think the worm is turning. Uh, God of Seduction, no one should kick out of the Claymore or Bro Kick. I think the the Bro Kick is one of the most protected moves in the entire company. Uh, I can probably count maybe once or twice over the last decade somebody has kicked out of the Bro Kick. Um, I want to say Daniel Bryan did. But uh, I can't think of too many other instances where somebody kicked out of the move. Uh, God of Seduction said slice bread number three. Uh, Dre Hunt tonight had some of the best attires that I have seen. God of Seduction Gunthar has the durability of Foley, Funk, and Kane. And uh, thank you for the other uh, two bucks. Appreciate it. We're making in productions. This is what happens when you join a mafia. 
Yeah, I mean, look, when you join when you join a mafia, it does not end well, right? You know, you know that the conclusion is not going to be very uh, positive. <laughs> yes, King Chris, we are still live, although not for much longer. Uh, God of Seduction. So that's the end of the honorary oos. I loved it. I loved Damian Priest's CGI ring uh, rates. Hiru with the five. I'm not an emotional person by any means, but they got me with that ending. I'm an absolute mess. Long-term booking for the win. Long-term booking is great, but, you know, you got to have the right story. Uh, you could have long-term booking for a crappy story, right? Just because long-term booking, it doesn't automatically mean it's a good story. This is not a good story. This is a great story. Maybe the best they've ever done. Uh, Dr. Dakota Scorpio, maybe just me, but I think Jay saw himself and Sammy a little bit when he went through something like this with Roman to begin the Bloodline storyline. It's a great point. It's a great point. Remember the um, Hell in a Cell match with uh, Roman and Jay early on. Remember the segment on TV? You know, why you do me like that? Why you do me like that, Oos? You know, I mean, he's been down this road before. It's all Roman's mind manipulation. That's a very good point. Uh, hey, Andor just became a channel member. What's going on, Andor? Now a sound off superstar. Thank you, James. I'm glad you're enjoying the content. Uh, Dr. Dakota Scorpio, maybe just me. Oop, where did we go here? Oh, I got lost. <laughs> Hold on, here we go. Maybe just me, but I think Jay saw... Oh, he already did that one. All right. Now I'm repeating myself. Uh, Zach Jones. What is the logic in not having Cody come out at the end of the pay-per-view to be like, I'm coming for that belt, you Islander bully? Is it just to build more? Well, it's because he has nothing to do with the story right now. You know, Cody, Cody's time will come where he and Roman will have to interact. Um, but tonight was not about Cody in that main event. Tonight was about Sami Zayn. And there's so many coming in, it keeps knocking the uh, the list down. Uh, James Cooper with the 1999. Hey, James, thank you. Uh, that ending was one of the best ever at a Royal Rumble. Got to give Sammy the old music for Montreal. You know he doesn't like that music? There was an interview he did once, and um, I don't think he's a fan of Worlds Apart. So It's kind of like how Randy Orton felt about his old... Um, uh, the old music that he used to have. I think Worlds Apart should absolutely play. He comes out for that match with Roman at Elimination Chamber. Uh, or when he and KO win the tag team titles from the Usos, they should play Worlds Apart. It says, uh, match was excellent. Men's Rumble was boring after the beginning. That ending is one of the best stories I have ever seen told. I agree. Uh, unregistered Hypercam 2. Maybe the most uh, default name I've ever heard here. Uh, Heel Roman is simply outstanding. 10 out of 10. It, it's hard to believe this is the same Roman Reigns that we saw. Think back to his babyface run. It's hard to believe it's the same person. It really, it's been an incredible transformation from where he used to be. Uh, Yashvardin. 
Check a lot. My heart dropped when Sammy hit Roman with the chair. That's the whole point. They want to grab you. That was the reaction they were going for. Suffering in college. Sounds like me 20 years ago. I look at that closing angle and I can't help but feel like going with Cody is a mistake. Who is going to possibly care that his dad never won the title when you have this Roman and Sammy story that has been here for months? Uh, I Look, I agree that uh, the reaction, the natural reaction is that people, you know, would want to see Sammy win the big one. But I, I just don't see them putting him in that position to WrestleMania. I think that's what Montreal is for. I think that's what the Chamber is for. Uh, I don't think they want to deviate from their plans. I don't think they want to leave Kevin Owens without an obvious program for WrestleMania. Um, But, you know, look, you're not wrong. People are going to want to see Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns. You know? Irons, zero. I think Jay walking out is nothing to speculate. He was just emotionally betrayed and genuinely loved the guy. It was sold beautifully. Great ending. Uh, Yash Varden says, uh, my heart dropped when Sammy hit Roman with the... Did he send that twice? No, the lit... <laughs> The list keeps... Every time a new one comes in, it, it uh, pops the list down a little bit here. Here we go. Oh, boy. If I miss your chat, I apologize. I'm trying to get to every single one of them and not miss any of them, so... Bear with me here. James, thank you for the uh, super chat. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. God of Seduction. So that is the end of the honorary oos. I loved it. Uh, let's see. Scotty. The surprises were very disappointing. Was expecting a lot more from tonight. Darth Panic. Uh, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think we're doing it. I mean, look, unless we get two title matches, you get Sammy and Roman on one night, Roman and Cody on the other. But I don't think that's a good idea at all. Uh, unless Roman is just going to beat Cody. Until Roman is ready to drop the championship, you cannot beat him. You cannot pin him. He cannot lose on the first night of WrestleMania and then go and lose again on the second. W- once he loses, it's over. The story is over. So I don't I don't see a good path to doing that. Uh we have got some of these are repeating. Hold on a second here. Hold on, hold on. No wonder I was confused. Some of them are I don't know why I don't know why some of these are repeating. Here we go. Carl the Crab. I don't care how you get to it, but after that ending, Sammy needs to be the one to dethrone Roman. It would suck for Cody, but Sammy is the guy. 
Yeah, I don't. Give me a second here, because for some reason it's uh, repeating some of them. I don't want to read the same ones twice. I think all the super chats just drove this thing completely nuts. I think you broke it. <laughs> I think you guys broke it. That's what I think you did. There we go. Uh, Rizzo, great ending. Which is why I get so annoyed with WWE. They got the potential to be fantastic, but for some reason they can't do it consistently. The men's rumble was okay, but I wish Logan came out at 30. Uh, And have Cody come out earlier. Also, Kofi again botched his rumble spot. Hopefully WWE stops doing that for a while. Women's rumble was very good. 7 out of 10 for the whole show. Uh, King Bling Blah. Cena did great. Entry number 17. You just couldn't see him. Aha. Very clever. I see what you did there. Uh, Rizzo says, also, is it safe to say no Rock at WrestleMania this year? Uh, No Rock in a match. Doesn't mean that Rock can't make an appearance. But yes, if the Rock was going to be in a match, then uh, tonight the angle would have been shot. They didn't do it, and so the Rock is not wrestling at WrestleMania. And if The Rock is not wrestling at WrestleMania this year, The Rock, I believe, is not wrestling ever again. I believe it was now or never. If you really wanted to do the Roman match, this was it. This was the time to do it. Uh, If it's not happening this year, that's fine. But I don't think it's ever happened. Uh, God of Seduction, Sami Zayn is way more over than Cody at the moment. Well, yeah, I mean, he's the most over guy in the entire company. Uh, Vanilla Gorilla, $10 Super Chat. I gotta say, Roman really knows how to take the best betrayal chair shot. First Seth, and now Sam. Uh, The pitch black match was cool, but I was really stoned. So my opinion doesn't and should not count. Well, I won't hold that against you. Hey, Tony. Tony Vendito. Or Tony Vendito. I think it's Tony Vendito. I uh, just gifted a channel membership to Eric in the chat, so thank you, Tony. Uh, Darth Panic says, wasn't a fan of Gunther, but he won me over tonight. Come on, come come jump on the uh, Gunther bandwagon. We got plenty of room for you on here. The Barf Nuggets, 24. Final boss, Gunther is the best Gunther. Zach Jones is the era of the old legends returning in the Rumble officially dead. We had one in the men's match, and it was Booker, who is still an on-air WWE employee. Well, you know, the problem is there aren't that many left. Who's left? Right? You have Austin, you have Rock. uh, And we didn't see either one of them. Undertaker is done. I have no interest in seeing him back in the ring. You know, Kane, I can see him doing a cameo at some point. Jericho's in AEW. Kurt Angle is done. Uh, Hogan can barely move. Flair would love to, but no. Yeah, that's it. Everybody got old. Everybody retired. And this is why you've got to make new stars, right? Because the old guys are not always going to be there to come back. Triple H can't wrestle again. Shawn Michaels is done. There's nobody else. Who else is there? Uh, Slipper House, the Lights Out match made me want to go bowling. Ah, yes. It's funny you mention that. I used to do that. The uh, they, they would have Glow Bowl at my local bowling alley. And it would be lit up the exact same way. I would go there just to hang out with girls, but 
Now, the bowling was fun, too. Uh, Rodimus Prime, decent show overall, but the ending, though, wow. Scott Woodford, Sammy breaking the family after Roman broke him is fantastic. Stainer, Triple H, give us more shows like this. Josiah Ball, I'm really sad. Like, I really love Sammy in the bloodline, but I guess we're getting Sammy against Roman, which is awesome, especially in Montreal. It's going to be fantastic. I'm actually really pissed that uh, New Japan is doing their Battle in the Valley on the same night. I don't I don't know what they were thinking. Because that looks like a really good card, too. You know, we got Mercedes and Kyrie. Okada and Shingo. Uh, Jay White is uh, wrestling on that show. It's the same night. Same night, same time as Elimination Chamber. Skull Dipper. Our boy Skull Dipper. Dropping $100 on me over two hours ago. Skull Dipper is fast asleep by now, I'm sure. Uh, been a while since I've been able to tune into a live stream. The show was good overall. Both Rumble matches I felt were good with the right people winning. Uh, Gunther definitely the MVP of the night. The ending angle was amazing. Skull Dipper, thank you, man. That was very nice of you. Uh, Joseph Brooks, buy or sell. On which was better, Bob Euchre at WrestleMania 4 or Bob Barker as the guest GM of Raw? I like Bob Euchre. Uh, his cameos at WrestleMania 3 and 4. Um, and, you know, him being choked at 4 by Andre the Giant. It's a classic moment. Um, I enjoyed them both, you know. So, I mean, I if I had to pick one over the other, uh, I would go with Bob Barker. But I liked them both. Uh, James, I- I'm expecting a singles match. Um, the chamber might be for something else, but I, I would expect Roman and Sammy to go one-on-one. I mean, that that's that's where the money is. Uh, Lord Frieza, our old boy. Lord Frieza was at the show. Loved the ending. The women's rumble dragged a little bit, but loved Rhea winning. While I don't watch Raw, the ending may make me tune in. Sam Dankman Weed, that ending. Made a 39-year-old grown man cry at work. God of Seduction, your intros are great. WrestleMania 23, Cena entrance vibes. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoy them. Makes me happy. Uh, James Cooper, Ray won the Rumble. Cody jumped out. Uh, powerful one. I kind of feel bad for Cody. The way this story has gone, Sammy should be the one to dethrone Roman at WrestleMania. Talk about bad timing. Yeah, again, they're gonna go. They're gonna go with the guy who I think they're gonna want to build around for a while when Roman's run is over. Sammy, I, I don't see Sammy being that guy. I think Cody is somebody that they would want to build around. I think ultimately that's just what it comes down to. I would love to see Sammy get his moment, but. You know, right now, Cody, I think Cody is the more realistic option. Uh, Daniel Adams, most predictable finishes for both Rumbles, but the main event was amazing. Uh, Christos, your analysis of Sammy's interview was on point. Thank you, brother. We talked about that on the SmackDown stream. I'm going to talk about that again on the podcast in a few hours. 
on episode 793. Uh, Erasmo Solis. The $20 Super Chat. Hey, Erasmo, thank you. It is now 3 o'clock Eastern Time here on the East Coast. My head is starting to pound. Uh, DHV Smoking Trees. Uh, I think they could have accomplished the same thing without Sammy touching Roman. Would have meant more to Jay's character and the Sammy arc. Yeah, but you wouldn't have gotten that big pop that you got. Right? You, you want to get that reaction? He had to do what he did because he was protecting his friend. You know, if he didn't hit Roman, Roman would have hit KO. That was the whole point. Uh, what? With the 499 Super Chat. The mics actually peaked with the Sammy hitting Roman uh, with the chair pop. Shades of Mankind winning the title. Uh, Nick Grasso, Rhea Ripley dislocated her knee during the Royal Rumble. Ooh, that's not good. Hopefully it doesn't keep her out long and that Nia Jax crap sucked. So, according to Nick, uh, Rhea Ripley dislocated her knee. Well, better better now than uh, closer to WrestleMania, I guess. Uh, Sam Dankman Weed, Roman was just breaking balls when he told Sammy to, <laughs> to go home and get his effing shine box. Sammy had to come back to the diner and sow his fate. Well, seal, seal his fate. Thumbs up show, but at least Pitch Black wasn't 2019 Hell in a Cell. Uh, original project. We can't hate on this show, that ending made it. God of Seduction, from the trial to the betrayal. A very eventful week. What a week. That's true. From Monday to Saturday, what a week of storytelling for the bloodline. Uh, Liquid Sharingan Mommy is the Iron Woman of the Rumble and the Winner. Yes, she is. Rhea said she popped it back in because uh, Rhea is a beast. Rhea is uh, the best. Clapstick77, glad The Rock did not come back, as this was a much better ending. Sad for Kevin Owens, happy for Sammy and Cody will start getting booed. I predict the heel turn by Mania. I, I would not go that far. You know whose merch sold out instantly? They had to restock it at the uh, Superstore this weekend? Cody Rhodes. I think he'll be okay. Uh, Junker, now that is how you end a pay-per-view show. Fire Panda, Nia Jax is back and makes me want to chug some Fireball. Chug some for me. Uh, Zachariah, the Bloodline storyline has been great, but the thing that puts them, Triple H, in a bind was the previous regime's quote-unquote great booking. By unifying the two titles. Yeah, you know, unifying the two titles really... You know, I know it makes Roman feel more like a final boss, but it really did screw them over. Uh, The time to separate the belts would have been before Survivor Series. Once they got past that point, it was pretty much over at that point. 
Uh, Sam says, find someone to look at you the way Michael Cole looked at McAfee when they saw each other. Cole's commentary was unironically great tonight. It's funny how that works, right? He, he, he has, you know, an effect on Michael Cole. You know, Cole steps up his game when he's working with McAfee. Uh, Lauren Hernandez, thank you for the nine ninety nine. Also, uh, literally have not watched a WWE show in years, and I was actually invested in that ending. Glad I tuned in. Drew Johnson. Oh, you are my hero, too. Sammy against Roman is the match. So what do you do with Cody? You send him to WrestleMania, because he won the Royal Rumble. That's what you do. And there she is again. Look at this. That's twice we're seeing Nia Jax. I haven't seen her pop up here in, in months. I've had to look at her hole twice tonight. Chris Smith. Sammy protecting Kevin. The call back to the shield with Sammy hitting Roman in the back. Sammy sealing his fate. The beat down. Jay leaving. Great stuff. Uh, Dallas, thank you for the 10. Says uh, Gunther is a legend after tonight. When Reigns takes a step back, he needs to be WWE champion. Happy for Cody and Ripley. Bray Wyatt is awful. And the Sammy angle was Oscar worthy. And I can't wait for Elimination Chamber. Yeah, bad weekend for uh, Sammy Zayn, you know. Beaten down by the bloodline tonight, left for dead. Uh, later today, he's going to be going to attend uh, Jay Briscoe's funeral. So uh, it will not be a very happy day for him. Thomas Rondon, that ending was a real banger after banger. Uh, Richie, the Royal Rumble proves that Gunther is the second heel on the SmackDown brand and not carrying Crow. We've known that for a while. I mean, was that even debatable? Just look at the way they've been booked. Uh, Liquid Shering and Kofi was banging Woods, but as well. Also, I didn't need to know that, by the way. Uh, Also, Cross does not feel special as he could be. Gotta say, I approve of Walter being the new Iron Man of the Rumble. As do I. Uh, Booba saw a tweet from Boston Connor uh, saying that Cole is such a mark, we totally got him. So, yeah, I think they totally trolled him with that face. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they totally did. They totally did. I, I believe that that's legit. Michael Cole did not know he was going to be there today. They, they wanted to do everything they could to keep it from him. Uh, Simi Valley with the 20 spot. What an amazing ending that was. Imagine getting solo Jimmy and Roman against J.K.O. and Sammy. Or Roman and Sammy at Elimination Chamber. Either one of those matches, I am fine with. You gotta, you gotta do Roman and Sammy. It's Montreal. You gotta do it. You gotta give people hope and tease that he might win. Yeah. By the way, Maz, uh, <laughs> PMS in that super chat was Pat McAfee show. In case you didn't know. Uh, am I wearing an old-school Randy Orton shirt? Uh, no, this is not a wrestling shirt. Although, it, I guess it's similar to one of those old Orton shirts, but this is not a wrestling shirt. 
Uh, boots. Edge at the Alamu Dome was a nice touch. I see what you did there. Uh, Winter's Paw. I may be in the minority, but I enjoy Bray's match. He looked cool tonight. He's my favorite male superstar, although Sammy is a close second. Great show. Uh, Simi Valley. Perfect ending for WrestleMania for me would be the Bloodline getting involved in the Roman and Cody match, and The Rock comes out, clears out the Bloodline, and Cody hits crossroads on Roman and wins the title. Well, that's why I say, you know, Rock could very easily still be a WrestleMania. He just doesn't have to be in a match. He could still factor into this Bloodline story in some Uh, Winter's Paw. L.A. Knight comes across as a wannabe rock. I am not a fan. But he definitely borrows from Austin and The Rock. I said that first time I saw him on uh, NWA Power. Uh, he's toned it down a little bit in, in you know, more recent times, but uh, yeah, he, he definitely borrows from both. Uh, hey, Quentin, just subscribed to the channel. What's going on, Quentin? A late night for Quinton. Although, I don't know. I don't know what part of the world he's in. He could be overseas. It could be, uh... could be mid-morning where he is. James Cooper, Triple Paul, needs to bring back Jim Johnson. Oh my god, I agree. The music is somehow getting worse on these shows. Winter's Paw, Piper looked great. Hopefully she has a match at WrestleMania. Uh, bogus fan just left the Alamo Dome. Now we're at IHOP. Had loads of fun with my friends, Cody and uh, <laughs> Cody and Mommy. Uh, winning made me almost lose my voice. I'm about to lose my voice. Uh, the ending was pure cinema. Thank you, Solomon. So well, I hope you enjoyed the show, bogus fan. God of Seduction. Three thousand people tuning into the stream as of 1:11 a.m. Oh my god, did that super chat come in at 111? It's 310. How many more of these are there? Oh my god. Oh boy. Uh bogus fan. And maybe Drew against Seamus against Gunther at Mania. Meat on meat on meat. Thanks again, Solomonster. Good night. Uh, yeah, you know, I could see that. I could see Drew being involved in that, actually. Justin Spencer, there was a botch towards the end of the Women's Royal Rumble. Both of Rhea Ripley's feet touched the floor. Just was not a fan of most of this PLE. Did they touch the floor? It didn't look like they touched the floor to me. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. T.S. Genki. Ed defeating the crypto scammer to Cody's W list. 
Uh, Booba, when they kept saying do and drop for Piper when she came to the ring was great. The announcing desk was great tonight. Wish they had them on every paper. Uh, Maximus the Merciful. Sammy is the Robin Williams of wrestling. What started as a comedian turned into a great drama. Or a comedy turned into a great drama. All this from a former masked man who only said ole. Pretty amazing, huh? Jacob Barnes, I was with my friends at the mall today and I saw Vince Russo. My condolences. Slim Yoshi. Just got done watching the press conference. I will make a late 2023 prediction before I go to bed. Gunther will become Universal Champion before the end of the year. From your lips to Triple H's ears. Uh, Sam Dankman Weed. Cole mentioned it the first time. 1 and 30 uh, were the final two. Roderick Welch. Amazing show, top to bottom. Can't remember when I enjoyed a WWE pay-per-view or any show this much. Cody won, Rhea won, the Bloodline Sammy turn was executed perfectly. Jey Uso walking out was the cherry on top. Jamin John, do you believe when Shawn Michaels said his heat with The Rock is not as bad as everyone made it out to be? Uh, no. What was what was the, uh, the character that Rock created for him on uh, Young Rock? I think that I think that speaks volumes. Uh, Sam says special shout out to Seth Rollins for his 1996 NBA All Star Game inspired ring gear, which was in San Antonio. I didn't even notice that. King Chris, damn right, you got to become a channel member, brother. What are you waiting for? Uh, Bucks basement. After tonight, I need Charlotte against Kana at WrestleMania. Well, I hope that works out better for Kana than it did at WrestleMania 34 if they do it. Uh, Roderick Welch, I'm sorry, but I gotta ask, how did Mark Henry's fake retirement promo not end up on your top 30 Raw moments? It's on your list as number 8 for top Raw promos of all time. Certain sacrifices had to be made. That's all I'll say. Certain sacrifices had to be made. Certain things slipped my mind. Uh, Dr. Austin probably would have made the list. uh, But I blanked on that one. Uh, There were two more. There were two more. If I had it to do over again, I probably would have found a place for it. Uh, Dave Will, after watching both Royal Rumble matches, I just want to say, can we make WWE entrance music great again? Hey. Jim Johnson's not doing anything right now. I hear he's available. William L. Does Rhea win a championship at WrestleMania and go on a Roman type of reign? 800 days. You know, after the Roman run, honestly, I'm kind of tired of these really long extended runs. I don't think she needs 800 days. I mean, if there's a way to keep it interesting, then that's fine. Um... But I don't want to see, uh, you know, all of a sudden a slew of seven, eight hundred day reigns, uh, you know. I don't think it needs to be that long. Uh, Bobby's World, with that $50 super chat from two hours ago. Uh, Thought the show was good overall. 
good men's rumble despite the lack of surprises and loved the finish to the women's rumble. Glad Rock did not come out at the end because it would have killed the whole thing. Outstanding finish to the show. Uh, Booba, when Pat said, good thing I washed these pants for the show because if because of the black light. <laughs> I didn't even hear him say that. Uh, God of Seduction says, uh, big LA Knight fan, huh? Ed Weber. Bray came back on October 8th. We sat through almost four months of painfully slow build for that payoff. Bray with creative control might not be the best for business. Yeah, not not the payoff that uh, I was hoping for. Uh, the Wandering Sage. I guess you're uh, Jim Cornette now, according to the fans that attacked you. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I'm a uh, I guess I'm a terrible person because I didn't like the same shit that they liked. Uh, Dre Hund, I like the rave match. Uh, would like to have that arena in 2K23. See, I could I could see that being uh, fun in the uh, in the in the game, but uh, I don't have to see another one of those matches uh, ever again. Rizzo, could Ronda be gone for good from WWE? I don't believe we've seen her since she dropped the title. Uh, Ronda is not gone for good. She's going to be back. Uh, Deh Sires. Rumble matches were fine. The ending of both of them were fantastic. Kind of felt let down with the lack of surprises in the Rumble. Would have preferred NXT guys. Yeah, I mean, it was weird. We had a bunch of NXT people in the Women's Rumble. You know, and, and nothing in the uh, in the men's. Uh, God of Seduction, my hole. Uh, T.E.H. Sires. NXT is killing the main roster with women's division. Outside of the main ones, it's full of boring characters. Sean is doing great with the women. Yeah, I mean, you look at people like Tiffany Stratton, uh, Sol Ruka, right? She's still very green, but you see, you see the potential uh, in a lot of the women down there. King Bling Blah, thoughts on the CGI pyro outside the arena shots? Um, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, they've been doing that for a while doesn't bother me uh deh sires roman is gonna kill it in hollywood his facials and emotions during the main event were fantastic gunther should be the royal rumble winner in 2024 fine with me jm after that mountain dew match if triple h comes to you saying he would like you to work a program with bray do you immediately start coughing like idris Elba in the hot ones meme and call in sick the next day I think I would um, I would tell them I have some brand new strain of uh, COVID they just discovered and I, I need to isolate for a few months that's what I would do Justin Jack I am fashionably late as it turned out no you were not because we're still live uh, Amiibo Juice happy for Cody but his rumble win feels like an afterthought much more interested in where this bloodline story goes than his chase for the title. <laughs> Ray is falling, so don't fall asleep on me. We're almost done. 
Uh, Larry of Rigorg. Do you think Taker told Bray start using eyeliner? I told you what he told. Me. Didn't you watch my stream? After he drove that motorcycle out to the ring, he told him, he goes, I just saved 15% on my motorcycle insurance by switching to Geico. Uh, Love Lie. Those ro- the roses around Sammy's lifeless body were creative symbolism for blood. That's the PG version of blood. Uh, the Carlosis. Any ideas on how they split the titles? Cody wins at Mania, but only takes one title because the Rumble only guarantees one title shot. Lame, but really can't see how they do it. It's very simple. Uh, if Triple H is going to have his own draft, the time to do it is after WrestleMania. And it's a WWE decision to have one championship on Raw, one championship on SmackDown. Cody keeps the WWE title. And the Universal title can be decided on SmackDown in some other way. There are ways to do it. There are ways to split the title. Without having Cody lose. If he is the champion. Uh, Frank Aquilino, great ending. And the men's rumble was so much fun. Also, I love the top 30 Raw moments. Well done. Thank you, Frank. Uh, James Cooper, this is easily the closest we'll ever get to a story as good as the Mega Powers in the modern era. Yeah, and, and this story has a lot more layers to it, and a lot more people involved. Uh, this, is, this is a better story. Um, but that was my favorite storyline as a young wrestling fan growing up uh, during that period. Uh, I'm very fond of the Mega Powers story. It was a very simple story. It revolved around one person, Elizabeth. Um, so, you know, that that was part of the best storytelling I had seen in WWE. This, though, just, I mean, this takes it to five other levels. I mean, this is, this is just incredible storytelling. Uh, Richie, is Roman Reigns a better heel than Triple H? Uh, it's hard to say, you know. Triple H was Triple H is an excellent heel. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Frank Aquilino, I think the final Rollins and Gunther ten minutes was one of the best endings in Rumble history. It's up there with the '92 Rumble and HBK Taker. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't put it above either one of those, but I thought it was very good. HBKC83, now the real challenge for WWE is to come up with intriguing storylines now that the Bloodline Sammy story has hit its peak and coming to a close. The Chosen One, would it be possible to make it work as a triple threat match of Mania between Roman, Cody, and Sammy? I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a triple threat in the main event of WrestleMania. I want one-on-one. You got two nights. If anything, you can do two separate matches, but again, it's it's uh, it's tough. I, I would rather do one-on-one. I'm generally not a fan of, of headlining with a multi-man match like that at WrestleMania. Uh, Roman's run will never be over, according to God of Seduction. The Carlosa, Seth Rollins calling CM Punk cancer. Shoot or work? 
It's clearly a work. Come on. King Chris, no Stone Cold. Did you cover that? Uh, yes, I mentioned there was no Stone Cold. I mean, what, 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 what's left to cover? He wasn't there. <laughs> Austin wasn't there. The Rock wasn't there. Uh, James Gentry, could they set up a Roman Sammy at Chamber to how they did HBK and Triple H the pay-per-view before WrestleMania 20 and have a triple threat? Uh, they could. I would prefer they don't. Um, the mind of Chad Michael with the 999. Mr. Monster, I predicted Sammy would be the one to turn. However, the only person who couldn't get over the top rope wasn't even in the rumble. Where was Top Dollar? I enjoyed the channel tonight. Uh, Top Dollar was there. He came out when uh, BFAB came out to uh, hype her up, and then he went to the back. And not a single person complained. Andor. Had to join and send my first Super Chat tonight. I work nights and usually have to listen the next day on Spotify. Thank you for all that you do, brother. Andor, I'm very happy you were able to join us tonight. I would not get too used to it, but... I'm sure that AEW pay-per-view is going to be... It's going to be brutal. Uh, James says, can they do anything with Bray without smoke and mirrors? It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think everything has to be smoke and mirrors, and it makes me wonder. Um, it makes me wonder what they're going to do at WrestleMania with him. Frankly, uh, God of Seduction. How do you feel about pay per views on Saturday? Um, I I'm not a fan. I I was a, I would have been a fan many years ago. Um, because I do the podcast on Sunday, it makes it very difficult for me. So for me personally, uh, I'm not a fan of it. When I used to work and I have to go into the office first thing on Monday morning, I I used to hate Sunday pay-per-views. I would have loved Saturday pay-per-views. Because uh, I always knew I had to wake up early the next morning to go, you know, uh, go to the office. Uh, I don't have that issue anymore, so for me... Personally, uh, I'm not a fan of it. I know most people like it. It just, it totally, like, I'm, I'm, it totally kills my day now, today, because I don't don't even know what I'm going to do now. (laughs) I'm going to be so dead to the world. Um, For my schedule, it just totally screws me up. Uh, Sean Plitcha, or Plitcha, Plitcha. Salamaster, you are the man. Rhea winning the Women's Rumble was the obvious pick. B-plus show. Does Rhea face Bianca or Charlotte in Mania? Uh, She faces Bianca. That's the match that should happen. Uh, Sam says 1,200 likes as of 3.16 a.m. I like it. Uh, Maz, I do both. Mr. Goody just dropped his very first super chat on the channel. He just popped his super chat cherry here at uh, 3.30 in the morning. Thank you for the uh, two bucks. Jamin John, what are some of the unresolved storylines? GTV and Austin, uh, King of the Ring briefcase come to mind. Bro, 
Brother, it's way too late to get me thinking about old storylines. Although I, I think of the White Hummer from WCW. And the, uh, the lockbox with Vince and Shane. Uh, Hydrograd. These long pay-per-views make me grateful for being in the PNW. It's 20 after midnight where I'm at. PNW? Oh, Pacific Northwest. Uh, God of Seduction. Roman was on Jimmy Fallon. Posted or poised. Poised and confident. As he should be. He's the champion. He's the face of the company. Uh, Skywalker, do you think Vince McMahon is disappointed the way the Royal Rumble ended? I don't spend my time worrying what Vince McMahon thinks. So my honest answer is I don't give a shit. Um, Based Beerus, God of Seduction, Black Hole Sun, Nia Jax. Boobah. Mr. Good, thank you again for the two bucks. Booba, how much input did PH have on this angle? Oh, Paul Heyman? I'm sure he's got a lot of influence. Um, I think Paul Heyman has had his hands in this more than most people know. Jamin John, biggest letdown. Starcade 97 or WrestleMania 2000? Well, I mean, I was more of a WWE guy anyway. So for me, it was WrestleMania 2000. Um, but just the Star K97 main event alone, one of the biggest flubs in the history of that company. Uh, what? $1.99 Murder Clown Asuka squashing Charlotte at WrestleMania. Sign me up. Charlotte should not be a babyface anyway. I say turn her heel and sick the murder clown on her. Uh, GCC, thank you for the 10 spot, man. I appreciate that. A Solo, first off, thanks for these past three hours. Helped so much to pass the time as I am at work. Uh, I'm here until 7 a.m. Eastern. Also, thanks again for the review, and I am happy that Cody Rhodes won. GCC, is you just a very thankful guy today. We should all be very thankful. Uh, James Gentry, how would Booker Solo split the titles? Uh, I just talked about that two minutes ago. I would wait until after Mania. I would do a draft. I would split off the WWE title to Mondays, Universal title to Fridays. Cody has his run. And uh, you have a tournament to crown a new champion on Fridays. And depending on what Roman Reigns is doing, I mean, if he does go away, you know, elevating someone like Gunther into the number one heel spot on that show, uh, maybe he drops the IC title at WrestleMania, goes right into contention for the Universal title and becomes a new Universal champ. I, I think there's a way to make that work. You know, and then he can feud with Drew McIntyre. Um, you know, any any number of, uh, of people. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can go about doing it. You know, there's there's no just one good way, but I think that would be the easiest. You're not going to have Cody win both belts and then lose one. He shouldn't have to lose. You know, so I think that would be the safest way to go about doing it. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Jake, they're really going crazy with the 30 spot now. Yeah, I, I, I get that sense. You know what we need? We need like number 14 to win. How come there's no love for number 14? Juan Ocampo, point to the sign. Go to sleep now. I'm so tired, I don't even know where the sign is. <laughs> I'm not sure. And uh, Chris Elliott, 499. Hey, Solomonster, checking out one of your reviews for the first time. Well, Chris, I don't know if you just joined, because we're about to get out of here. But uh, I hope you like what you see. I'm live on the channel uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And apparently Saturday and Sunday as well. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Now, we have finally reached the end of the Super Chats. Amazing. 3.32 a.m. Eastern Time, and we still have uh, 2,600 people hanging out with us tonight. And we have nine new channel members. That's amazing. Oh, man. That was a long show. Long show. But I appreciate all the love and uh, all the support. Be the You want me to do Be the Booker now? You want me to do Be the Booker? I was going to wait until Monday to do Be the Booker. All right. All right. I won't deprive you. You're new here. We do a little segment at the end of these streams if we hit our likes goal uh, called Be the Booker, which is a uh, it's a randomizer that I created, one for the men, one for the women, one for tag teams. And we randomly book a handful of matches to see if we can do a better job than the pros do. So without any further ado, let us do our Royal Rumble edition of Be the Booker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to be the booker. We smashed the gold tonight. It's only fair. It's only fair that I give the people what they want. Hey, uh, Hecto Ezzy, just subscribe to the channel. A lot of new subs. I love to see it. We just broke 72,000 last night. Now we got to uh, hop on the road to 73. So here we go. We always uh, kick things off here with the men's Be the Booker. We have close to 200 different male wrestling personalities. Never know what it's going to land on. So here we go. Kick things off here with the wise man. Weren't we just talking about him? Paul Heyman. Yes, there are non-wrestlers here in uh, Be the Booker. 
Paul Heyman. Not somebody who I uh, prefer to see inside the ring. I think he does his best work on the outside. Paul Heyman. Look at this. Paul Heyman and Pat McAfee. I have no interest in seeing that match. I love them both. But uh, that that ain't going to work for me. Please let it be Tommy Dreamer. I don't think Tommy Dreamer is in Be the Booker. All right, on the women's side, kick things off here with. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. What, what are the chances? What are the chances that I would land on her? It's Kana, everybody. It is the murder clown. It's like it was meant to be. It was meant to be. I don't think I could. You, you could not have possibly timed that any better. Going to be Murder Clown going one-on-one with Dixie Carter. Oh, man. I hate, I hate to give Kana the buzzer, but absolutely nobody is going to pay to see that match. Is it just me, or do we land on Dixie a lot? I feel like we land on her a lot here and be the booker. Well... 0 for 2 is not good. But maybe we can redeem ourselves on the tag team side. I may have to take Dixie out of there. She keeps popping up here. All right, here we go. We begin with the Killer Bees. Jumpin' Jim Brunzel. B. Brian Blair. Very good tag team back in the day. Mid-80s, WWF, late-80s. Very good team. Killer Bees against... Oh, fuck. (laughs) This is what I stayed up until 4 o'clock in the morning for. The Killer Bees and the Bushwhackers. What have I become? As a booker, I have failed you. I have failed you. My promotion is going to go out of business. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, this has been fun. Even when, even though parts of the show tonight were not that fun. Uh, you made the stream a lot of fun tonight. I thank you for that. Uh, we had a huge audience tonight. A lot of people came by, and a lot of you have stuck with me here. It's almost 4 o'clock in the morning, so uh, I thank you very much. Uh, Oh, we have more Super Chats. Hold on. Hold on, we got more Super Chats here. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah, the, the, the green messages are not Super Chats, so they don't show up 
on the side here, so um, I'll have to go back and read it after the fact, because they pop up in a totally different window. <clears throat> but they are highlighted in the chat for everybody to see, so uh, people definitely saw it. Uh, Sam Dankman Weed. Solomonster can pay six months rent after tonight's... <laughs> Six months rent? I see you don't live in New York. This wouldn't even cover one month's rent. Uh, God of Seduction, be the booker. Blue Thunder Bomb. Uh, Mr. Good, thank you for the two bucks. And Geo Ninja Gaiden 86. It just figured out how to donate, lol. Thanks for being... Uh, can't wait to see it all unfold. Austin should stun Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Uh, he might. I expect him to be there. I expect him to be in a match. We just didn't get him in the Rumble tonight. Uh, Dr. Dakota Scorpio. No matter what happens on Monday for Be the Booker, January, for the second year in a row, it is officially a record low of all time in Be the Booker pro wrestling. Yeah, January is not a good month for Be the Booker. I don't know what it is. And uh, God of Seduction says, Woo. Woo to you too. I can't woo too loud or I'll wake up the neighborhood. Can't do that. All right. So, uh, again, thank you guys very much. Uh, seriously, this has been uh, overwhelming. You broke the super chats for a while. I don't know what happened, but you broke them, so I had to, I had to uh, work through that. But that's a good problem to have. Uh, I yeah, you know what, Nick, I will say this: um, when Austin was not at Raw thirty, I I thought okay, that's a sign he'll he'll be at the Rumble in some way. You know, they're saving him. Now that he wasn't there, um, I think it's almost inexcusable. Uh, not to have him on your 30th anniversary of Raw show, when he is the guy who is most synonymous with that show. How do you not have Stone Cold Steve Austin on the show? I was going to give him a pass because I thought he might be at the pay-per-view. Now that he wasn't, it's like, why the hell wasn't he on Raw 30? How do you not have him there? Very weird. Anyway, uh, go get some rest. I'm going to try to get, uh, you know... Two, two or three hours sleep if I can. Uh, probably going to be a late podcast tomorrow. I'm letting you know right now. It's going to be a late show. Uh, but I will work on episode 793 for you. So uh, please check that out. It'll be on all the usual audio platforms. Uh, Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google. Uh, and back here live on Monday night. The post-Rumble episode of Raw. And the final stream for the month of January. All right, be well, guys. Get some rest, and uh, I'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.